Greetings and salutations, everybody, and welcome back to... <laughs> I was having a stretch, I'm sorry! <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Stretchy Tones and Tales RPG. We're happy to be back, but before we actually start, I want to personally give a thank you to Sebi for running our first one-shot on the channel. Yay! Yeah. That was fun. It was very fun. We, we all loved it very much. It was super cool, and we hope everyone... Enjoy. Oh, look at me cussing in the first 30 seconds. You'll have to edit that out. Um, <laughs> well, it was super fun, and you should be very proud. It was very good. Uh, yes. Just yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was indeed. so stressed, and in the end, I was so happy. It was it was bloody good, man. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly fix that. I think that's the way. Yep, cool. And then uh, also another big thank you for um, Brandon from the Ravens Ridge Emporium for coming in to play our game with us for that one shot. It was a lot of fun, mm. and we hope you yes. enjoyed it. Like, are you, Brandon, you personally, you enjoyed playing with us, and we didn't wig you out too much. Um, but we'll we... hold you hostage <laughs> next time. But uh, with that, let's get right back into the fray, as our cleric has made a rather frightening discovery behind the closed doors of this warehouse here in Vortec, and on this here, our 11th episode tomes and tales welcome to tomes and tales rpg last we left our last we left off the party both returned to the library so Hugo could return his borrowed book and Voyage could receive some information that he requested about a town called Whistling Hamlet, a small dock town to the south. Upon that task being complete, the party also reconvened with Sebastian as they discussed what their, most, uh, their best move will be in locating the distributor of these different forms of firearms. Uh, Zero moved towards a foundry that melts uh, down metals and resells the ingots back to potential buyers Zero pressed the clerk for information, and after garnering what she thought was enough, she left to find her friends. The Voyage and Zeph had uh, no luck, and instead opted to use their time in Traders Bay to buy clothes for the upcoming gala. <laughs> you stop that. <laughs> we need art of that hat that Voyage has, just sort of... With a big, <laughs> with a big feather on it. Yep. Hugo and Sebastian, on the other hand, found luck in a shop called uh, Willem's Warfare and Wares a weapon shop that stocks personal defense and seemingly cut and ship defense supplies as well. Uh, upon showing that they perhaps knew what they wanted was not on display, Sebastian and Hugo moved into the back room with Victor, the store's clerk, and were promptly shown some new toys. Upon reconvening, the group became aware of one Aloysius, a tinkerer who seemed to be the direct competition in Bjorkoma, who is manufacturing the new variation of pepper boxes, uh, but apparently the war to make the best new gun, quotations, was only just beginning. The party left, and so began the forming of a plan to perhaps trick Singbia into letting go of information without the need for violence. Yet. <laughs> Hugel sketched under Zero's instruction in an attempt to help Zeph change their appearance and voice to be better suited to Tess, Z uh, Zero's old colleague and handler, after which Zero revealed what had happened to her eldest son, Ika. There we go. Hugel, doing what he does best, attempted to console Zero, after which our gunslinger had an outburst and excused herself to the bathroom. The Wanderer made himself known again, telling Zero that she has access to great magics. She simply must lean into them. In time, he would show her. 
The party then decided to move towards Vortekin and scope out the warehouse in question on the... Oh, let me turn that down. No. On the note that they found on the nights that they felled. Uh -huh. Hugel, using his newfound ability of clairvoyance, was able to see inside and describe to the party the machines being used to break down, dilute, and manufacture a very familiar purple, red, and pink liquid. And that's where we return to on the same day as our last episode, uh, which was uh, Mikandas, the 25th day of Svartharan, 983 PS. <clears throat> so the ominous purple glow fills the inside of this warehouse. Uh, the people within in their heavy leathers and goggles casting tall shadows against the, the crackling of light and almost like bot bottled lightning would probably be the best term. How it like... And it ripples out, but no, no sounds appear from what can be seen inside and you guys being across the way in the street. Um, can't hear what seems would be a very loud noise inside this warehouse. Um, but there are indeed still those knights out the front of the establishment, the three knights that were there. I believe it might have moved on two or three, but I'm saying three because what I have written here. Um, and Hugo, you've just relayed this information uh, to the party. First things first... I'm able to swap clairvoyance between sight and hearing. Yep. I don't remember if I did this last game, but if I was to switch to hearing, do I hear anything worth taking note? Uh, it's a lot of machine noises and a lot of like, it's like when you switch to the, uh, what you hear instead of what you see, there are some, there's the clanging of barrels and, you know, like orders being put no, together. like conversations or anything worth taking note um, of. Nothing that you can get immediately cool. with your guy, just your little ball yeah. inside the door because because of the noise, the sympathetic noise in the warehouse, they have to be close to each other to speak through their protective yes. gear. Cool. Nothing worth communicating then. There is some crazy shit in there, guys. It's crackling lightning, some kind of science experiment, like like some, like I've never seen before. And he's got like a purple glow over his eyes, like he's not seeing normally. Can you see the rift glass? I'm assuming that's what's being poured into that giant machine. They're making something from it. Did I see... Have I seen Astral? You've seen Astral. So would is, I be able to tell that they're making Astral from Rift Glass? I would say you get a pretty clear indication that's what's happening. It looks like they're making the Astral from the Rift Glass. At least as some kind of element of it. than what I thought. This is a lot worse. <clears throat> this isn't just fucking leftover magical components. Rift glass is unstable. If there was enough of it here in the city and it decided to, I don't know, tip, it would literally flatten this city. Not being able to see you guys, you just see Hugo's face kind of going to complete like, uh, what? And pulls out of the clairvoyance. We can't just go in and shut it down the normal way. <clears throat> we'll just get ourselves killed and everyone else with it. Uh, Sebastian, who's there, um, Hey, well, Josh isn't here. He's extremely ill. I did forget to mention that at the beginning. Um, 
as the information is getting relayed and he's kind of putting two and two together, like when they're talking about, oh, this is a distribution center, this and sort of that. Um, that, that weird perplexed look goes on his face and he kind of like mutters to himself for a minute and he looks and goes, uh, perhaps I could um, follow the gentleman that are leading it out the back. At least we can get a better idea as to where it's going. Maybe get some sympathetic information. We can parlay back at a different time. Okay. Talk to your friends at City Hall. See who owns this building. Hey, that could be a, a path to take. What if we also consider the opposite of that? And what if we find a way to stop them getting their hands on the rift glass? That is a big, big operation. I mean... There's a lot going on in there. <laughs> Originally, we thought that Astral was mostly just leftover magical components, which, I mean, still would have been a big job, but... Rift Glass is... It's different. And whoever is involved with this Rift Glass, whatever mountain we thought the person would be at the top of, orchestrating all of this. Now imagine that mountain times ten. This is a big job. Bigger than I think any of our hands can hold. Even together. So let's start now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> as this, this kind of revelation of information goes. Um, Sebastian, with that perfect look, he goes, well, um, I'm not going to waste any time. I will try and track whatever information I can, and I will uh, bring it back. We can go from there. All right. Okay. I can send you a message, keep you up to date. That would be good, I... And do keep us up to date. Yes. Don't go on your own little path and then keep a whole bunch of information to yourself. I wouldn't dream of it. I um, know where you and your wife live. That you do. Mm. That you do. Uh, and you find he pulls off the uh, the little uh, silver rod that he carries with him. Uh, I believe it was, say, it was strapped to his back. Mm -hmm. And um, he pulls out like a, like a veil and then there's like this weird shimmer and as he walks through it, he turns invisible. And then Ooh. you guys hear the faint pattern of steps. Yeah, it hangs for a second and then... But this, this is pretty cool. I hope I got that description right. It was in my Discord and I wanted to be professional and do it from memory and not from looking at the phone. You know his voice, by the way. I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, you're sorry. doing great. Sorry, sorry, you're doing Josh. great, man. Uh, but you guys, with your with higher passives, um, hear the feet and they fade into the background. Uh, so you have one, one thread out in the streets garnering information for you. I think this is going to have to be a domino effect job. Mm -hmm. We'll have to knock one further up and then let them all fall down in succession. With uh, what it took us to take on those guards last time, I'm not sure we want to attack this place. It's pretty... There's a lot going on in there. One misstep in there, we would flatten this whole block. Do either of you have any contacts in the city that might know more? 
Not me, no. I wouldn't. The only person that I'd really have as a contact, <laughs> we kind of killed him, so. Um. You don't have any other people who were working alongside him that you may have crossed paths with who might know a thing or two? No, it was. A lot of my work was solo stuff. If I ever worked with someone, it was only nickname basis, not name basis. So I, I'm not as high up or as intertwined with everyone as, as Zero is. We could probably go to a hotspot where Astral's normally distributed, see if we can catch any dealers. Would a straight level man know anything? Mm. Might Goss have heard about bigger imports of something such as Rift Glass? This seems like a much more important thing that whispers might be said of. Mm. Goss knows. Oh, sorry. I also have the contacts at the at my church, the headmaster Rindel and some of the other the other believers in my sect might have some ears around the city. All right. Okay. It looks like we've got a couple of of points of interest that we can follow up with. Let's split up and look for clues, gang! See ya! <laughs> <laughs> just before the party full disperses, just kind of grabs Zeph and goes... Oh, I'm not actually going it. Like, cool. <laughs> before he disperses, the camera pans up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Accurate. Could you possibly sneak in there and get any... Not that they'd be stupid enough to leave a paper trail, but paper trail? Find out, maybe. Because you read that thing that one time mm. in the weird mm, the gibberish. Chips and salsa. Yeah, chips and salsa. Maybe they've got a code word that they're using for their sprinkles for their icing, you know? Sprinkles <laughs> for their icing isn't a code word, but... I'm trying here. Sure. Um... Points for effort. <laughs> Hugh's gonna go back to the glassy purple eyes. Yep. Looking around the room, do I see any higher up windows with access points? Like yes. grates in the ground, like other ways that could be access to. So this warehouse uh, indeed has floor gutters for washing, so where like the grey water can be uh, sprinkled out into the street. But uh, it is a. It took for a tall building. I don't know if I uh, said that last episode, but it is tall, and there are upper windows like most warehouses would be. Um, you're not quite sure from this distance if you could get access in, but there is height to Is that there level. any particular ones that have, say, a pile of crates on the other side that if crept through, you'd actually. Oh, wait, because you're looking through. Yeah, you're looking through. Right the 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 um, there is a mezzanine floor. There is a, like a weird outer rim mez floor okay. where like supervisors and stuff could work if they're doing like steel mill work. There's no one up there. Uh, not from what you can see, no. Any like boxed off set of windows that don't really connect to the outside of the building of any variety? Like an office space that could be designed to look out and monitor the work? 
any office space. Copy paste. Where you're looking, there's maybe above where the front door is, where you've dropped in your clairvoyance orb. Um, there seems to be a small extension of a mez floor where perhaps a supervisory role would be. Doesn't seem to be a closed off office per se. It seems to be just be an open floor kind space. of plan. Yeah. Look, those higher up windows seem to go to a balcony of sorts around the inside of the building with no one up there and there is a larger space above the door it could be anything but if you did want to try I could keep an eye on you I mean it doesn't hurt to give it a shot I mean it does if it goes wrong but well I'll tail behind you a little bit further back just so I'm in arm's reach in case something goes wrong. And I'll stay a comfortable 100 feet back, still in shooting range. Alright. I won't follow you all the way in, but I'll be within a distance in case something happens. So my clairvoyance only lasts 10 minutes, so it's probably going to run out soon, but I'll recast it if you go in. Yeah, okay. Um, from the outside... It's basically just like a flat wall until the windows. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a so it's it's like a big stone rectangle. Yeah. Um, big doors at the front. Um, or like a little like causeway into a door into a big building. And there's obviously your big windows up the top, like yeah. there around the edge. Um, but you guys are seeing it from the front face of that of that block, so you can't see anything from the back until you slip down one of the two like side alleys to get yeah. in and have a gander. But okay. there's also still at that front door there's still those three knights that are there. Yeah. And you said there was the also the grey water cra- uh, grates and stuff like that. Where they're grey water gutters, gutters in yeah. the building. So they're not actual things that you can slide in. They're just okay. little concaves cut out of the stone where the grey water can be washed out into the back street. There's not like a little spot someone could come up through. I know that. What I might do first is just do a quick um, little look around the sides and the back just to see if there's any way to get in from that area. Okay. So what this is gonna be is because where you have to get down either of those two alleys to do a lap to have a look, um, you have a possibility of walking those knights' paths. Yeah. So what that's gonna be is it's gonna be a you're gonna roll stealth yeah. to try and sneak past them, but you are just going against their passive because again they're kind of just standing there like nothing's happening. Yeah. So if you would like to roll stealth, you can do that. Is it a, a busy street out here? Um, there oh, there's around, there's is... some people, but not too busy. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I believe it is still raining as well, from my memory. The rain was still happening in the last episode. Good job. That was a 19. Good job. So without, like my, without my passive. That was I'm just going to keep hanging. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting anxiety. No, was like... so, oh, God. 28. Come on. Yeah. There's fucking no chance these dummies are ever going to fucking see you. We've lost Zeph already. (laughs) Even... (laughs) Even if they rolled a nat 20, there's no chance they can see you. It's crazy. So... (laughs) 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 Yeah. (laughs) They do find you because all I can hear is, no one can see me. (laughs) 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 You (laughs) Zeph. Weird this place is haunted. <laughs> they all run away. Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> yep, there we go. Wonderful. Oogly boogly, bitch. So you, 
you wait for a moment where they happen to just sway themselves in a direction where they're just looking around at the ever so few passers by and you put your body against the wall and you sprint and again you watch as like the skin shifts over and your your face color changes to match the wall behind you to give you that ever little bit extra of stealth stealth ability and you slip down the alleyway to do your lap around and so what you see I actually have it here um around the farthest back side so it's a long stretch of alley where there's like you know some like busted crates and trash that's left there and as you go around the back you see that there is a ladder there's indeed a ladder mm -hmm. to the back of the building um that allows for access up onto the higher floor which would have once been used for maintenance outside yep. fixing windows all that sort of stuff um just from what you can see alone it's uh old and seems to have not been used for a while all right I'll go back um, to where the party is. Absolutely. And as I come back, faces back to normal and everything. Um, there's a ladder around the back corner that I think we can get up onto the high floors from there. Oh, how convenient. It does look a bit old though. So watch your step as you go up. All right. Say less. I'll be about... 20 steps behind you, and then she'll clap and rub her hands, and then just goes invisible. Okay. Right. So you guys are going to dip back in? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. I'm going to need you to roll stealth now. To make... Yeah. <laughs> um, because you work so quickly on yours, I'll allow you to keep yours for the time being. Um, but this is... You're going to need to make one, because you're following behind Zeph. Easy money. 23. Fucking excuse you. Okay, cool. Invisible, uh, makes sense. So yeah, in the um, in the rain <laughs> in and stuff. Invisibility. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, true. You would have rolled out with advantage because you're invisible. So, go for a nat twenty, quick. Yeah, go on. Go on then. Have a have go a on, man. Nah. That's okay. You still got there though. That's all that matters. He's still um, So uh, yeah, you guys move into the alleyway stealthily and quietly. The rain acting very good as a cover of your steps. Uh, in like immediate vicinity, like that, that 10 foot little sphere around where the steps uh, click and clack on the cobblestones. Um, but you guys make it to the back of the building and there is indeed a busted ass old ladder leading up to a small mess walkway on the outside with a door that leads onto the inside. Are they out of our shot of us now? Yes, they are. I'll give it about five minutes and then I'll cast Clairvoyance again. But having now that I am familiar with the inside of that room, like up the top corner, like a web, like a like a security yeah, camera. Yeah, so I'm opposite corner <laughs> to where but I can then see the mezzanine area yeah. down below. Master Chief, you mind tell me what you're doing on that wall, sir? Security camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, you are able to do that. So we'll. Um, I'm like imagining a cyberpunk when you get into the security. Camera. Yeah, you can just yeah. jump around the room now. Yeah, I, mean, I love that. Kind of, yeah. Um, let me just make sure I've got. Too bad I can't short circuit, bitches. Oh, right. oh, that's so life. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, are you going to climb the ladder? I'll let Zev go first. Yeah. And I'm just going to stand there invisible like this. <laughs> With arms wide open. In case <laughs> Zeph falls. Can you take me, me higher? Banger. Um, I would like you to make a dexterity check, please. Dexterity. Um, as you attempt to uh, climb this ladder, and it is old as hell. Man, if someone could see the invisibility right now, it'd be so weird. Just someone standing there like... <laughs> I've got you, kid. 
that's an 11. You go to grab onto one of the first like three or four bars and one of the bars unfortunately uh, clicks and falls and you fall back down. Oh. Or rather, rather, well, it's I guess it's not really off the ground, but you go to slam and it like fully snaps and jars. And um, I guess I'll make it. I'll make it. Disadvantage. Love that music with that one. That was, that was both of those were really decent. I know that was Fuck. fucking crazy. I need a camera on the table. Just I'm glad you said disadvantage because I saw the twenty. I was like, Aah! I saw the twenty-two. And my life just went. <laughs> <laughs> um, your stealths before were quite high, weren't they? Twenty-three and twenty-eight. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, as you clump on back down to the ground after slipping from that step, you feel pretty confident that you don't hear any noise or the clanking of armor at this point in time. It seems they have not heard. It's a table. Oh, there we go. Nice little table rolling tray. I like the, I like the bouncing sound, though. <laughs> so, you can try again. Oh, this level's a bit old. What are you rolling under? Go on, have another try. Zero kind of, like, have them back up after, like, kind of, like, catching their back a bit and sort Was of it pushing athletics? them. Dexterity. Your decks. Yeah. Is it just just a straight? Is just, just straight, straight dexterity. It's not athletics or acrobatics because they just climb. Yeah, because if it was acrobatics, Can I'd be. Can't wheel backwards up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> acrobatics. Oh, bonus. My God. <laughs> um, I'll give Zeph like a. A boost. Yeah, a boost to try and bypass. Roll advantage. The... Okay. Oh yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah. nice. So. Uh, Zero, you get down into like a, like a powerlifting oh. squat and Zeph puts their boot in your hand yeah. and then just the one, two, Launch, and, then, yep. and like it just grace, uh, they are beauty, they are grace, flies up, grabs the thing and just with this insane dexterity, uh, you are able to pull yourself up and yep. because one of you are up there, you can then help the other one climb. Yeah, I will so, help Zero get up. So I'm going to say it only takes one of you to be up there to be able to get the other one up safely. You're both quite small, not that much of a prick. So you basically hang yourself off, lean down, and Zero, you get your hands on the ladder, reach, you guys like like a gymnast class, and then you yank Zero up, and you guys are up on the mez floor. I'm guessing it's been about five minutes now, and I'm like, clever ones would probably pop up inside. Yep, for sure. So <laughs> same thing as before. Everyone's just working, nothing's changed. Cool. I'm sticking with you, by the way. Yeah, yeah he's just got his cloak over you. Like, yeah. I can't really help any other way other than to keep you dry. So he was kind of just leaning back trying to pretend to be normal, but these eyes are just, like, purple glossed. Two birds chilling in an alleyway, five feet apart because they're not gay. Yeah, come on, babe. Never established that Never, never say never. Never say never, homie. Because they are gay. Um, you said there was a door up there. Yeah, old door, pretty yep. rickety, but you can give it a red hot crack if you're going to do it. Yep. I, think you're do I it. just want to see if the actual, like, if it will turn if it's unlocked. No, it is locked. It is definitely. locked. All right, it's, I got... it's either locked or it's it's just janked up from years of not being used. So either way, you can give it a red hot crack to open it. Yeah, I'll give um, my thieves' tools a chance. What do I roll for that? Again? Uh, that should be your sleight of hand. hand. Yep. Twelve. You go to jam it and give it a go, and you find it's just a, it's a little bit too too junked up from just years of abuse and getting left open. Okay. So I'll allow you to make another one, 
But if it fails on this one, then that lock is going to be out of commission and that yeah. door will not open. You'll need to find another way in. Can I give an assist? How do you assist? Because I'm old. And basically I sit there and go, <laughs> no, 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 here, let me. And then Zero will kind of like reach over Zeph and just like jiggle their wrist. Do what now? Just, just a like little, jiggles, just a jiggles, little. Yeah, just, just a, a little reach around. That's better. There you go. Damn, I can't <laughs> do, you're invisible I can't too. I'm do doing a real ghost room, motion. Big man. No, like this. I'll kill everyone in this room and then kill myself. <laughs> 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 when you're helping Zeph and it, like the, the click of the lock sounds, they're like, I'm not usually the lock picking kind, so thank you. Yes, Uncle, you just, next time, don't be so stiff. Just, you, you are not the key. You know, there's little teeth in there. You just need to get a little bit of flow in there. I didn't mean to, to jiggle your wrist so weirdly, okay? I heard them laughing out on the street about it, all right? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they laughed? What do you mean? He's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's okay, all right? We're here together. We've got to be fine. The door <laughs> swings open. <laughs> And slowly creeps open. Eagle's like, they're crying for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> they just got in, but there's something weird going on. <laughs> they were good at this tape in here. Don't let them drag us down, baby. Can you read their lips? Like, what's going on here? So you guys move inside to this wouldn't. busted door. Um, and there is a there is a slight creak like, as you open it, but not enough that's going to sound out of place amongst the uh, cacophony of noise that you walk into. And again, it's loud like there's manufacturing is going on in here and something is happening but it's not loud to the sense that um it's like it's out of place so when you guys push the door open you like make yourselves really thin and get in and shut the door and so you guys are along this upper edge mez floor that wraps around the entire circumference of the building where that door frame is and you guys hang really low and thankfully due to the unnatural light that is coming through from all the vats and the machines that are working you guys are casting kind of obscure funky shadow at this point in time so you're able to move a little bit more freely as there's constantly like flashes and this silent crackle of this purple lightning and these machines and these these vats and uh you see the the heavily leather clad individuals that hugo was talking about they're still here they're working tirelessly either moving uh small crates or um barrels and small bottles of astral in like going into the barrels and like being padded for safety um and at the current moment there seems to be about 12 to 15 individuals in total in this building all of different size shape caliber you're not quite sure who is what you see maybe the occasional humanoid maybe someone that's an, an orc or something of that nature um at one point you do see um there's someone in heavy leathers but like with a tail but not like a like a, a tiefling tail it's a like a, an animal tail so like a tabaxi of some sort like a, like or like any of those animal folk realistically um and then at one point there's um there's like a big burly person that could be like maybe an orc or a, a half giant or a goliath like um but they're all garbed up in like these heavy leathers and like the big yeah. big goggles and stuff um and yeah there's the silent crackling of the rift glass inside the vat uh, which is only being broken by the audible whirring away and clinking of glass vials and these arcane machines. Yeah, that's what you see. What do you want to do? I think um, what I'll do is basically go towards um, an area where it looks like 
there's been someone sitting down doing like some sort of paperwork and all that sort of stuff, like book work, yeah. and see if I can find anything. From what you can see on the floor, there is no real... Actually, no, I lied because I know what the map looks like. So uh, up on the mez floor, it's quite dusty and it's quite empty from what you can see in the darkness uh, and the weird casting of the purple light. It seems that not really people need to come up here because all the work's downstairs. However, what you do see is... Let me just remember, hang on. Yep, so when you walk down this way and you're slowly looking at all the machines and all the different devices that are around, you see that at the very front, there seems to be a like some sort of collapsible uh, filing cabinet of some sort. I don't actually know what the technical term is for this thing, but they're like, they kind of look like medicine cabinets, but for documents and scrolls mm. and all this sort of stuff. Um, and it's like it's like a, like a large wooden thing and there's like swung open doors and there's like little telescopic tables and trays that come out and there's some scrollers and all that sort of stuff floating around there and that seems to be the one thing that you can see of paperwork okay and that's just writing purely off your 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 passive uh investigation perception whatever it may be i don't have your stats in front of me i'm sorry um uh, passive perception is 17 and then insights 14. Oh, easy. Passive, yeah. add, add, perce passive perception 17. You just get that off the bat yeah. easily. Yeah, for sure. I think first place we need to look is in that cabinet. And that's on the floor, the ground floor where all the people are. Yeah. How far away is it in eye shot? Like, what what kind of feet are we thinking? Should I just get the map out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Of okay. course. Okay. <laughs> I'll get the map out. Whoa. Alrighty, I'll be back in about a minute. <laughs> but you guys won't see this. Also, before we quickly go, look at the shadow. I fucking love it. Yeah, I saw it the other day. Being a dad fucking rules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I am. I am intimidating. I might crack out my first warlock spell to create a diversion so you can then go to the cabinet. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you if you feel like you're confident enough to stealth and go through there. I should be able to because my stealth is plus nine, so as long as I get, like, uh, lowest eight, I should be fine. Lovely. Because I can... I'm going to cast Unseen Servant... And like it's just it does simple stuff, but I'll just chuck it in a corner on the opposite side of the floor. Oh, that's a good one because they can keep doing more things. Yeah, and I'll just get it to like, and because it's invisible, I'll just get it to move around, and just knock stuff off of shelves. Yeah. And then that way, if they go to there and they figure out what's happening, if it gets bonked, nobody actually gets hurt, and we can just make it make an escape. Uh, okay, I might need help with that door. So oh, oh, let me. Oh, gee. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. Trying to, I'm sorry. I'm trying to just get everything out of your way. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're okay. All is well. Can oh, you take me higher? We might need to clear some space there, gang. Fuck. Real quick, just for but a moment. There we go. That will do. Alrighty, so this is a nice little layout. This is what I was working on for weeks on end. While you this guys were away. This looks fucking cool, bruh. I now have Dwarven Forge, so I'm using a lot of that. Alrighty, let's um distribute some people around here. 
So we're gonna, I've just got a bunch of random miniatures. Those topsies with the And I'm reusing the guys from the very first, the very first episode. So I've got. if they're on the higher floor, what side did the other guys come in from? Um, so you guys are seeing a building from here. The, you guys are currently right here on the mezzanine. Where? Okay, so I said I would have gone the opposite corner to the window, and you so Hugo's got a back here. Yeah, yeah so you basically here. getting a nice little of that that layout Sorry. there. So I'm just laying out some. Um... Oh, smart man! Hugo vision. <laughs> uh, smart man. I'm just setting up a bunch of. Yeah, we got a bunch of people around here, gang. We're working. There's another dude in there. What are you giggling about over there? <laughs> Hugo vision. This angle. <laughs> Zero vision. This angle. Yeah, Voyage vision. The front. <laughs> <laughs> the front door. Yep, From a distance. <laughs> that door is dooring. Where this looks so good? good, though. I know. Oh, yes, Let's I do have shot so everyone at home can experience the epicness. Look at what he painted. I knew spending 60 bucks on these would come in handy one day. Oh, yes, justify my naughty purchases. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Yeah. Probably just broke one. Who cares? Um, let's go. Hey. Yeah, I haven't used these in a, haven't used these in a minute. Yeah, because you're only allowed to play any fucking flying characters. Well, you can now. <laughs> You can now, fool. Okay, so we're gonna do that right there. Oh, Hell good. yeah. Put that back away down there. And you know what? I'll just get out. Hell yeah. Um, I believe realistically, you should be a yes. little bit lower. Yeah. Just pull it back a little bit, maybe, if it's a bit. You should be a little bit lower, but I'm struggling to find the correct um, uh, the correct height for those. But he goes, oh, you know what? I can't, I can't know. I have to put the rest of the gang out because that's just that's just being fair. Uh, so we want to just pop voyage across the street there. Hugo's the right next to him. Uh, Hugo is in. His <laughs> <laughs> yeah, across the street. Making my way. Ah, put him over there. Black, <laughs> black. Uh, we can get shot. <laughs> Don't forget dog. I've got doggy out. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Bailey, don't forget dog. Alrighty. Sorry, I'm going to stand up for this one. Okay. Can I reach? Just hit the speaker. Thank you. Fucking dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me? Yep, there we go. Alrighty. So, this is what you can see. This is what you have to work with. This is the unit I was talking about. Yeah. Um, is there stairs to get down? Is that what that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. so so there's, um, there is a ladder, which from the way I have it set up is technically here. I just don't have the stuff for that. Yeah. Um, but the ladder, basically the metal floor comes around and there's a ladder you can use to climb down. Okay. But it is technically also one at the front as well. They're on both sides. But obviously, depending on what side you go from, starts creating its own challenges. This is the vat that you saw the workers pouring the shards of glass into, the rift glass, and that's lining up and cackling. And these machines here are doing different stages of concentration to turn it into a sellable substance. Okay. From my 
spying, do we know what's in the barrels? Oh, you've seen them loading it up. There's, so they're, so is, they're, that, is that full of rift glass or full of astral? Uh, so some of them are astral, some of them are rift glass. Okay. I'm basically going to say this is probably the rift glass here and that's probably like astral shit. Yeah, and stuff. okay. So, so the idea is they they obviously bring it in, in the rift glass and going in, but they repurpose the barrels because they're wine barrels. They fill them up with stuffing and, and softening materials and put the vials in there and then reseal them up as if they were wine barrels to sort of make them less conspicuous. Okay. I will try and make some type of distraction away from the filing cabinet. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm not going to leave you in the lurch. Just tell me which angle you want to go from, and I will work from there. Um, with the ladder that goes down from the front that's near the cabinet, mm -hmm. um, how does that look? Like, does it look... Inside here? Way better. Way better. It seems yeah. that um, people get around in here a little bit more often. Yeah. So they're a bit more courteous with their toys here. It seems, yes. Zephyr, um turned to zero and that ladder that's at the front right next to the cabinet. It's basically about here. Yeah. yeah. I think I'll go down that one first, um, see how that goes, because um, it's right next to it, then pretty much on the opposite side of the room, then that way, at least all lies. Okay. Away. All right. You will know when to go. So get ready. And Zeph will slowly move to the start of the ladder and just observe until their cue's ready. Okay. I'll see if I've got... I might have um, another one here so we can actually separate you guys. And, you know, we can be cute. We can be cute and do that, can't we? Surely, right? Just a really... Yeah, get amongst it. There we go. Do you have, like, a clear humanoid mini? Mini. Sam was meant to bring some clear ones for invisibility that we, we are yet to work on. Uh, the goal is eventually I would like to print uh, clear versions of everyone's miniatures and oh, have just them. Any, anything that's clear in general? I don't have anything that's clear. Do you I'm... have anything that's translucent? Um, I've yeah, got... just... oh, yeah, use yeah, the dice. I'll use yeah. the... Yeah, here, I've got... Sure. There we are. All right. So we're going to... We'll do this. Be extra cute. A... That's what the height it was kind of meant to be at. And you're going to move over here, was that correct? Yep. yep. So we're going to say, for the sake of that, there you are there. Again, I'm being really courteous and I'm not making you guys roll stealth checks because in this current circumstance, um, these guys have got a lot more going on they have to worry about. So yeah. they're not looking up. They're just doing their job. So um, Zero's going to have a look at that vat and she's kind of going to... Because she's invisible, she's being a bit more like confident about where she stands mm -hmm. and she'll kind of come up to the end of the mezzanine and look watch how it's operated. Um, is there like, you know, just a valve that opens something up or, you know, uh, any anything of that sort? So what you can see is there is a, a top latch piece that opens up where you, uh, Hugo described, they were pouring the rift glass into it. And there seems to be some sort of um, internal engine that's driving the breaking down process to turn it into a liquefied slash dusty form to be concocted. And there is some sort of exit valve where that substance can then be poured out into secondary units to be moved into the other machines, yes. It basically acts as like a, a glorified coffee maker. <laughs> okay, so if the exit... Um, 
sort of valve is opened up and there's nothing to catch it, it would just kind of spill out, is what Zero can... Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, Zero's kind of like standing there and she's thinking and she's like, if I could just get down there, if I could just be there and just do it without getting caught, if I could just push myself. And then as she reaches out, she watches as this like faint little mist moves forward and it's only, she can only just see a tinkle of it in her eye. And then right, pardon me, next to the exit valve, mm -hmm. nobody else can see it, but she knows it's there. And she puts her will into it. It's an unseen servant. It's the first warlock spell she's used. Sick as hell. And she's going to command it to open up the exit valve. So for, for but a moment, as you're racking your brain trying to figure out these new steps, something to do, it's like, I need to protect this kid. Like, i got to fucking make sure they can get down and do the job. We've got to get this done. And as, the, again, that wisp of magic, it is, it is as Sky you described. Um, but for the faintest of moments, as this like small tinkle of light leaves your hands, just ever so faintly, the long black strings attached to your fingers, and you just hear the faint sound on the wind. Yes. <laughs> as your unseen servant appears, and then what would you like to do? Uh, I just got the command to open up the exit valve. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I've got to make it a bit intense for you guys. So, you, the unseen servant, moves down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're going to add that to the whole reel of dressing that's going to be made. Yeah, I should make a note. What time was that? <laughs> <laughs> hey. okay, there you go. Um, the, when you realise that you have done something is when your brain clicks and you're like, I've just summoned this thing. And then the outline of it appears. Contrast to the purple light coming out of the vat. It just stands out to your eyes only. And this very thin, lanky humanoid shape taking almost the perception of the personification of the wanderer just reaches and then you know for a moment even though it's got no face it looks at you and with the feeling in your body of a sickening smile and this hits the valve and all this almost irradiated purple red blue viscous liquid starts pouring out the guy who was there operating the machine in his leathers you can start hearing the muffled yells as they're screaming something of a malfunction, something's going wrong, something's going wrong, and the entire group begins to shift. And yeah, the entire warehouse begins to turn to attempt to go figure out what's happening because what's happening right now is a very unstable and dangerous chemical is now on the floor in the place where they work. These guys are gonna stay there because they're near the other explosive product but everyone else here is going to turn to figure out what's going to happen and they see nothing but a failed valve if you would like to quickly act. Look right. alive, there's shit going down. I'm going to um, you can't see me. quickly go down <laughs> the ladder yep. and see if I can grab anything from the cabinet. I'm going to say uh, make a stealth check with advantage to try and seamlessly get down the ladder and go and then we'll get you to make a slight of hand check and we'll go from there. 
So that is, come on, math. That is a 23. Was that the one that I got you? Yes. Yes! <laughs> um, and then it was sleight of hand. Ah, uh, yes, please. Yeah. Do it again! <laughs> Do it again! Please, I love Do it so again! Much. After all that jiggling. Oh, that's a 12. Okay, so you're not able to grab a lot, but you yep. grab some stuff. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to read it right now. Shit is happening. Yeah. Um, but you quickly grab it, and then um, I'm assuming you move back up the ladder. Yeah. Okay, so you'll just jut straight back up the ladder. I'll say with that stealth check, you're completely fine. So you you fucking just go. That looks good. Yoink! And you quickly grab it, and you're and you power climb up the ladder as fast as your fucking little gray legs will let you go. And then you're on the mez floor while zero. You're kind of just like and like just <laughs> concentrating on this unseen servant. What are you doing in this instance while everything's going bad? Um, Zero will, as Zeph is coming around, mm-hmm. Zero will just give, <laughs> you know what? While, while Zeph is making their way around, she's got, she, yeah, I got time. She's going to uh, move the servant to the next machine and pull on a lever or press a button that looks like it shouldn't be pulled or pressed. So you can see, you guys can't see them from here, but on the side of these machines, there's uh, there's open gears and uh, hydraulic valves, like things that, are, that work on the release and building of pressure. And basically, as this gear is going, because the Unseen Servant, I believe, can physically manifest itself for like basic jobs and interactions. It can interact stuff. with stuff physically. You basically watch as this thing, again, looks at you and you can feel the smile stretching across this thing's face, even though it doesn't have one, and it just fucking jams its arm clean into the fucking gears. And, like, you watch it as, like, the arm gets severed off the servant. It's like, it, like this weird, tendrily little <laughs> thing going on. It just goes, yoink, and just reaches in and grabs something and just pulls it, and this thing starts going fucking haywire. Um... Because that's happening right there. I'm going to need you to roll me a d20. Uh, just a pure luck check. And you want, I'm going to say due to the unstable nature of this, you want a 17 or up for something really bad to not happen. <laughs> be broke, Sky. Actually, no, no, I'll be fine. I'll go. I was going to make it worse, but we'll cut it right down the middle. So, uh... Oh, and up, you're okay. No, I'm fucked. 14. Oh. So, the- you took so long and let him re-establish the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two uh, concurrent uh, mixes of this uh, this astral and this rift glass mixture begin to seep and blend to each other. And um, you can see, like, the, the warehouse is starting to get concerned because now there's, like... As like these we're not little... wasting time. Zero's grabbing Zeph and we're getting the fuck out. Yeah, so you watch yeah. them start to freak out as you're like, we gotta go. <laughs> and you guys uh, dip and <laughs> yeah. by this point, you obviously you just reef the door open and just go for yeah, it. Yeah. You're like, fuck this place. Um, you guys are able to power slide your way down the ladder as whatever happens in here begins to happen. Um, I'm still watching. You are still watching. It's getting bad. So we're going to take you guys off the board for a bit of a moment. And we're going to leave this open. So are you watching up until... Up until the end of my 10-minute thing? So you guys gap back to the alleyway and Hugo is still in his clairvoyance. Um, What's happening? Like, like, uh, is anyone asking him anything? Like, did anyone have anything to do before I narrate what you see? Whatever you say, Hugo will be saying, at least knowing that Voyage is there, keeping, like, a step by step of what's going on. Like a step by step play. Yeah, for sure. Yep, the guys are out. Uh, Shit's going down. 
grab these guys. Um, Get ready to run. That place could go up. So you watch as everyone inside this place begins to scramble and they're trying to figure out what's going to happen. And this machine is faltering and it's going wrong. The vat is leaking, just raw, melted down rift glass all over the floor. And it's not is not a good place to be. Um, as you watch, as the mixtures begin to falter, Please don't blow up, please don't blow up, please don't blow up, please don't blow up. I love you, sir. Um, from your clairvoyance, you watch as the rift, the rift glass mixture becomes too unstable and in a blinding flash of purple and white light, it ignites and explodes. The second I see that, I come out and I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. And that place goes up. Look at that, a map that I staked over for two hours. <laughs> it's gone for five minutes. But we like it. Hey, there's more warehouses. Yeah. Yeah, I know. There's, there's more warehouses in this hellhole. Okay. I like to call it the Sully Curse. <laughs> this is not the first Look DM I've that. done this to on several occasions. That's my bad. We're going to leave it up for the time being. I have no need to move it as of yet. We'll stop recording it. <laughs> we must be so careful. So oh, careful. Oh, no, no. You want this so one. So careful. Ready? Two seconds later. Do it again. <laughs> I need to find like a purple mushroom cloud to put over there. <laughs> Could you imagine that them all walking away? I was like, see, that wasn't so bad. And then they're just in the background, fucking mushroom. I imagine you two being so cool with it. You know, the cool guy walking away. Yes. And Hugh and Voyage being. We'll have the sunglass be like, wow. What was that? What was that song? Cool guys don't look at <laughs> explosions. <laughs> So, you guys move as the uh, this eruption literally happens and you disengage hot quick oh, and then you. get out of there. Where are you guys going? Away. To the bank. Home. <laughs> to the what? To the bank. We saved lives today. <laughs> <laughs> but we killed more, but we saved some. <laughs> in all seriousness, where are you guys going? Um... So getting some distance, obviously, just to be away from where shit's going to go down. Actually, before we do that, um, let me just quickly... Right before my clairvoyance does shut out completely, mm -hmm. if I had any more time, yeah, I'll sure. just zone back in and see how much, like, what damage was done. Um, from zero. Action. I would like you to roll me a... Um, well, I rolled the die and it was bad. I'm just going to roll with that. Um, I'd like you to roll a d8 for me, please. Let's use the new one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a two. Sorry, the they're, they're, they're font on them so weird. I had to physically like draw the number in my head. <laughs> and out loud. Yeah. <laughs> draw the number out loud. Okay. No, um. Hey, that made sense when you said I knew what you meant. Yeah, see, see. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, God. Hopefully it only means it went two metres from the threshold. Or maybe that's how many D-somethings get rolled for damage. <laughs> or how many kilometres out of Well, if that's the case, we were knees to chest. It's yeah. canonical. It's canon event. Wow! <laughs> 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 
Um, I think I've got all my D6s. If you just oh. Miguel's coming. Yeah, send 29.9 there. God, God damn it. Oh God. Oh my God. He I said 10 D6s, guys. This is exactly how many I need for what you just rolled. Oh good Jesus. Uh, no! Oh. Cash out for me. You're keeping that. No. Fuck. There's well, a one anyways. Yeah, we're going to take it. Uh, that's... Okay, I can already know purely on numbers. That's, um... Actually, you know what? No, because I've got to... Get the cow. Give it to me. Give it to me. Let me do the quick math. No. <laughs> I, okay. Let, uh, I'm going to read them out. You go. Ready? Oh. Yeah. Okay, do quick maths. <laughs> one, one, <laughs> one. Okay, now. How many D6s um, was that? Uh, that was 20. That was 20d6 for what you rolled. I knew he was going to add a zero. Imagine if you rolled an eight. Oh. Um, we would have to give up our d Put that pre thing back. Maybe one <laughs> the day. smooth brain got Maybe covered. one day I'll... Um, <laughs> no lumps, no bumps. <laughs> um, maybe at some point I'll tell you guys what the table is that I rolled it off, but um, it is um, fucking insane. But um, yes, as I put my dice back. So Hugo. As you are watching through your clairvoyant eyes to try and locate exactly what happens, you are hit with this blinding, flashing light as it goes out. And for a moment, like you yourself begin to ache in your mind as you see what your clairvoyant sees and it hurts you to see. This flash is brighter than any flame you've ever seen, any spell you've ever cast, any light that any cleric or druid or any magic user has ever cast could not begin to match what you see here. It is a colour of insane flashing light that just burns past your eyeballs and as eventually your your actual vision reconstitutes and refocuses, um, everyone in that warehouse is dead. Uh, there is no person's sheet on that that could have survived that much damage out of everyone in that warehouse. Was it everything they like destroyed too? Cinders. Cinders. Gone. So Hugh comes back to you. We don't have to worry about that place anymore. Gee. What did you say? You rolled a two? Yes. Yep. No, fair enough. I'll take it. Yep. Uh, you find that um, what I'll say is everything there that was made of machine, like brass, copper, steel, has patinaed and eroded. All the wood has rotted away. Um, and I'm going to say this purely off your knowledge because of your class and your, your life choices as a character. That was um, necrotic. Necrotic energy ruptured through there and withered everything to dust. There is nothing left. No bone, no teeth, no flesh, no hair. Everything there is decimated. And slowly, from the front door, as you guys get your last glance before you dip away, as uh, white and grey and black smoke begins to seep out from under the door before the knights even notice, because the same enchantment that stopped you guys being able to hear what it was on the outside means they cannot hear it either. Hugo, like, drew a crafts at 
a flower for what he saw of each person in there and blows the petals out and says a small prayer. Fair enough. You guys move back through the streets, through the alleys. Where do you go? What do you do? We need somewhere decently safe to go through all this paperwork that I grabbed. I hope Sebastian was clear. We just killed Sebastian. <laughs> oh God! We just killed him. I wonder what my friends are doing. <laughs> uh, we can um, go back to mine if you if you want to. Well, there's nothing tying us to this unfortunate event. Is there anything else we need to do? Uh, not that I can think of for now. What are we hoping to gain from this? Peace in the city, pretty much. We got some information. Mm. There's definitely nothing else left there to go back for. Means one less place that they're going to make the stuff, which I guess is a tick in our book. From where we are in the city, what would be closest? Zeph's house, Zero's house, Goss's place. Mm, uh, yeah. Goss's house, Moroz, because you're in Vortec in the slums. Yeah. We'll go to Goss's then, what do you reckon? Okay. Yeah. Get back somewhere as soon as possible and home. go through, <laughs> go through what we found. <laughs> you guys push and run as fast as you can. Slow down, I have little legs. That's okay. He's dragging. <laughs> uh, you guys move as quick as your bodies will allow you to try and get into one of the few safe places you have left in this city. Uh, we move back to Moroz in the apartment building where Gosric is as you guys ascend the stairs. Uh, who would like to knock? Who would like to open the door? Honey, I'm home. <laughs> There is a, uh, let me just, there you go. Stop it. (laughs) You guys move. I thought there was a doorbell for a second. I'm like, Goss has a doorbell? Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. You hear the clacking of all the locks as uh, Goss Rick opens his door to you all. And, um... How does everyone look at this moment? What looks are on people's faces to give him an idea of what's happening? Hugo has a bit of a look of horror after seeing what he saw in that space. Okay. Zero looks spaced out a million miles away. Different planet home? Yeah. Um, he's going to... I guess he'll... Last time Goss saw Hugo, he was covered in chocolate and smiling <laughs> as big as a human <laughs> as a halfling can. Now he's, like, horrified. Um, he... Uh, he looks to you all and sees Hugo's the one that's probably giving it away the most. And he goes, Not good then. Okay, come on. And uh, ushers you guys inside and shuts the door down. Sits down on his big chair. What happened? Zeph's just going to start unloading the. Um bits of paper and scrolls and whatnot that just put, push his bars with the flower off the table yeah <laughs> just starts putting him out on the coffee table um and 
We found a warehouse. Uh, Sebastian told us about it and so we went and had a look and um, I managed to get these uh, without being noticed, um, but the warehouse is... Gone? Yeah. Gone. Gone. Now, when you say gone, what do you mean by gone? Is like the... Did shit happen inside? Have you ever seen an astral rift glass explosion? A what now? Yeah. Hmm? It was bad. I don't know what that... I don't know what that is. What's what's rift glass? What's... I'm not a learned... You know what guy. Astral is. Well, yeah, obviously. It's the shit that that's made from. Like and magic. it goes bang in a horrific way. I... But is... I was always under the impression that it was just, you know, material components. Like Oh, just, no, it's bad. Well, what happened? What what happened to the inside of the building? Like, what, what it's did gone. you do? There was a couple of failed machinery, and they were quite close to each other. One of them had the material liquid that pretty much makes astral, and then the other one started doing its thing, and they kind of melted together. Nobody saw us. Nobody's left to have seen us. That's not, that's not the point. The point of this whole thing is... Regardless of how bad it is, that is a business. That is a business. People have money in this. There's stakes in this. And you just single-handedly dropped a fucking brick on it. It was an accident! Didn't mean to! How is that an accident? I thought it was just, it was meant to be simple, little instruction of just shutting something down and it didn't, it didn't work. I knew I should have not, I should have never. You did this? I just thought I would try and at least utilize this fucking annoyance that is on me and it it didn't work it was just meant to be a simple command just to muddle around with things and it I don't know it was just meant to be some projection I don't know what it was but just something that could meddle and then it was like it had the mind of its own for a moment, like I wasn't in control of it. And it just went further. I didn't mean for it to do what it did. smoke comes out of his mouth. It can't be traced back to us. There was literally no witnesses left. And I understand the ramifications of this. But as long as we cannot be tied to it, 
we just lay low, then hopefully it'll blow over. And nothing blows over. Yeah, well, it can blow over in someone else's backyard as long as it's not in ours. This whole city is our backyard. The Wanderer didn't make you do it, did he? I wanted to. I made whatever it was that I pushed forward. But when I told it to... Look, it was a great distraction, and how were you to know what was going to happen? It's almost like telling a naughty child. Not to do something, and then it goes ahead and does that exact thing, but ten times worse. I won't do it again. Clearly I'm not as in control as what I thought I'd be. No innocents died. Everyone in there was a part of the astral trade. It was brutal, but it was contained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. It's fine. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And none of us were killed either, so... You could have been. We got out. By the skin of our teeth. Where's the other one? Sebastian, where'd he go? He's gone to follow a lead. I guess it's probably not a bad thing that he's away at this particular instance in time. Deniability and all that sort of stuff. Just in case. But this... This begs a big question. What do we do from here? I mean, you've got things here. And he gestures to the, uh, the documents on the table. What does this, what does this lead to? What do we gain out of this? Hopefully finding out who's behind it and then who's behind that. At this point in time, all I think we should do is just look at the paperwork that we got and then go from there. Obviously, it's a lot bigger, and if we start looking even further and further, we're not going to get very far. Okay. Um, in that instance, I'll say uh, you begin to look over the documents and peruse their numbers and the words to try and make sense of it. And it is not too dissimilar from the receipts of service that Hugo found in Mr. K's office and you know all the other documents you guys have picked up from other people and the, the note in Shatter's apartment uh, in his uh, house sorry mm -hmm. the what it seems to be is in this instance it's confirmation of numbers going out but like cost value so like we're sending one barrel out one barrel contains 50 this barrel contains 50 vials of astral. We should be getting X amount of dollars back. I 
the, uh, the document says it. Cody doesn't know what it is because Cody didn't think you guys would go for the documents instead of just blowing the place to fucking high hell. So I will get that to you at some point. Um, but it's a lot of that. And some of it as well is also um, notices of what should be getting received of pure rift glass. So they seem to have people out looking for it to bring it in, to make it and uh, sell it, distribute it as Astral. Um, but there's no names and or uh, notices on there as to uh, who is leading and or coercing this. And I'll say you two specifically being career criminals uh, would know that you know who's leading it by the person that sits at the head of the table. They're never going to sign their name on something. So it leads, it leads you wanting more. You have an idea now of how it's getting into the city. It's coming in through a particular group of individuals. It seems to possibly be possibly a legitimate mining company, like a small band of miners that are actually going out and collecting it. Whether they're in on it or not, debatable or up to speculation, but it seems it's, it's being brought in by a company and then somewhere between when it gets brought into now um, there's some exchange of hands going on and then sunken sect cooks and dealers are getting their hands on it. But because you rolled a 12, you don't really get a lot more than that. Yeah. Two questions. Yes. When Hugo was using his couple of different clairvoyances to look, were there any marks or labels on the barrels? No. Is there any brand company on any of the receipts or anything like that? The brand, the notice on the um, oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. The receipt of the goods coming in, uh, there is this one is an official document, and this has a small mining like company's name on it. Again, I don't have the name written down, but I can get one for you. Um, but there is a um, there is a small notice of this particular mining company, but this one seems all above board. Like this yeah, is a that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, this is a legitimate piece of paper that like this company has gone out they've dug a hole somewhere found this concentrated pocket of rift glass and mined it and brought it back and sold it to somebody and then the other notices are stuff going out whatever's getting sealed in barrels or crates and getting shipped off to be dealt in the streets which is where sebastian has gone to follow so you might get a hit as to where they were going yeah but that is between me and josh to decide Zeph's going to put down that specific piece of paper um, on the table and just look at everyone. This receipt is legit. They're getting it in, they're signing it off like it's just harmless crystals and then they're somewhere in between, they're selling it off. Can we make a check to see if we know were any of like the any sort of like I guess where the mining facility operates out of like um I would I'm gonna say this would probably be just something that you probably would know with your age is um mining companies have small offices but they travel it's what they do they find good pockets in the earth and just dig it up yeah but they'll have a home office oh like oh you are oh, you want to yeah. know the home office yeah. um yeah yeah you know what? make a make a roll for it. make a, a history check it's a bit poo poo car car. Yeah, it's only 13. With a 13, you don't know it off the top of your head, but you know you could probably find it just by asking around. Yeah, absolutely. Not impossible. 
Mm. Not too familiar with this one, but we could uh, ask around, find out. Maybe we could ask our um, somewhat acquaintance that we got the diamond off a couple of days back. She might know, since she has a lot of crystals. Another option that might know, considering who else do we know that uses mind materials to create things of danger. We gotta go see Singbeer soon, don't we? Mm. Maybe mm. even um Sebastian uses like minerals and stones as well. He might have a friend that he could ask and just get some quick information. Obviously, being that he was a little bit more of a straighter type, it might be a bit difficult. But there is that lead. Yes, you uh, brainstorm. I'm gonna chuck a wheels. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Willem from the shop. He might know important. Uh, Victor. Victor runs Will- the shop. The shop Victor. is called oh. Willem's Warwares. <laughs> he might know some importers. God damn, I'm good. <laughs> Just while uh, Zero's in the bathroom, I'd like to retcon that Voyage didn't sit down with the group. In fact, he's gone out of his way to fiddle so he doesn't have to think about uh, Zero continuing her namesake. Um, so he's fetched Hugel a cup of tea. However, it smells like lavender and it doesn't quite make sense how he got lavender until you realise his coat. He's just gone and like... <laughs> Pit blocked a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It'll grow back based on the fact that he saw it become one with it <laughs> at one point. Zeph... Zero Thank and you. Goss have alcoholic beverages. Dog has a fresh bowl of water. Not that that's going to do much for all the acid. And he's just continuing to try and find different things to try and keep himself a little bit occupied while also quietly paying attention to the conversation. Just doing that fiddle pace that sometimes occurs. It's a sip on my tea. We try milk to balance the pH of the acid for dog. What if it ends up curdled? They'll stink up the whole room. Uh, name of the mining company on the nose, Grimwell's Mining and Mineral Co. Okay. I pull that out of my ass and I hope it's not a name that someone else has already used. Fuck it. <laughs> We're making this shit up on the floor. If you have used it, please contact us. It'd be great to do a crossover. Um, but yes you go around and and, um, Goss just goes oh thanks and realises you (laughs) and drinks it like the glass Uh. bottle comes out and it's topped up (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) service Uh, he um but while this, uh, I'll, I'll say while while Voyage is walking around trying to like just calm everybody down, and while you you're like painstakingly going over the notes, trying to like you know you take a lot of notes as like a map maker per se. Uh, Goss goes over to you specifically, and goes um like kind of like pulls you away from the group to talk to you like alone. I say alone very loosely. Um, how how are you? How are you feeling? Are you are you okay? I'm fine. Um... I think with what happened, I'm more worried about Zero. Yeah. Because with that, the whole thing was just sneaky in and out. And then she said that 
there'd be a distraction. And I saw and I just went. I didn't know she was behind it. And I'm worried that the Wanderer is communicating with her more or digging his claws in deeper. She's back. Be quiet. <laughs> no, funny enough you mentioned that. We are going to pan to... Well, we can make a thing of it. Where you've gone to the bathroom to attempt to calm yourself down after everything that's happened. So if you'd like to take a seat so we can hear you in the microphone. So we'll say, because it actually just works out insanely well, we pan from that shot with Goss and Zeph and we go down the hallway to where Zero, you... What would, what would she be doing in this instance? Would it be like Sebastian's house where she's kind of like pacing on the spot again or like... It's always what's... in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, zero in the toilet. <laughs> in the mirror. The wanderer. The wanderer. <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it would probably be similar to like um, uh, Sebastian's where she like goes into... Well, because um, you have to go into Goss's room and because it's the only other door and you're like, Mason... So you just invited yourself into his space? Oh, absolutely. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Move. Yeah. Um, I'm not here for your peasants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for your basin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, she'd probably um, uh, really, like, drench her face this time and just, like, try and, like, like, try to, like, like, fucking wake up because she feels, like, really, like, just hazy after that like just the thought that she had like an iron grip on that thought like she was so clever i thought it was going to be like in and out done and dusted and then it was in and out and everyone got fucking dusted (laughs) and so she's like fucking that wasn't that wasn't meant to happen like deep down like yeah fucking sick glad it's gone but I would have liked that to have happened when Zeph wasn't in the fucking building or in range or mm. any of my friends were in range. As you quickly, like, you're wiping your face and you're, like, brushing your hair back and, like, attempting to, like, just regulate yourself having a moment uh, while you can hear the soft chatter out the door because, again, there's no doors and doors across the apartment. He doesn't like having them. Um, and as you whip your eyes back up to the mirror, just ever so faintly in the background, you can just see his smug, pale, white, long-eared face with his big, toothy grin. And then with, like, two strides of this room, he's, like, instantly upon you and behind you. And you're unsure if he's physically there or if he's just there in your mind and he's playing with you. And and he leans down, because, again, he's so tall, and he mm. leans down to get his head next to yours in the mirror. And he's like, well, that was fun. <laughs> they all died. Isn't that a lovely thing? Um, Zero will be like trying to look away and not make eye contact, and she's just that. That wasn't what I fucking wanted, and you know it. You wanted the machines to stop, and the machines stopped. No, not not with them there. It's different. You can't be blaming me for what your unseen servant did when it seems to me that perhaps maybe it was just a bit of a spicy cocktail to begin with. They could have died. You could have died. That doesn't matter. I don't know if that's true. I've got more waiting for me on the other side than what I do here, so... I'm not too fast either way. 
seems like I might have to try a little bit extra hard to keep you around then. My fun's not finished. I might have something for you yet. I owe you and all that, remember? And his head does the full fucking owl twist. And it kind of like. His way back. She kind of like does like the shoulder pulling thing when he does that kind of like, oh, wish you wouldn't. Like that kind of like expression. Uh, no more nasty surprises. Oh, please. Isn't it enough that I'm entertaining whatever that was? What kind of power is that? The fun kind. Fun kind? It seems like it can't even be controlled. A bad student blames the tool. It's just a lack of skill. Fuck you! And she'll like punch the fucking mirror right where his face is. She's fucking had enough of listening and to him. And you guys are awoken to the of a shattering mirror in the bathroom as uh, Goss is the first one to get in and just, and just has two knives out from his belt. Really? She doesn't have a... I'm trying not to smile. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's, he's funny. Um, there was a fucking big spider on your mirror and I just gave it a smack. It's not my fault your mirror is fucking shit. I've got this. And so it pushes past you guys and walks up and does a mending on the mirror. Yeah. While the mending's happening, Voyager's just gotten the kitchen cloth because that's where he bloody was and he's... Here you go. Wrap your hand. Thanks. It was an accident. Sorry. He looks to you, Zef. Okay. Alright, everyone. Out of my room, uh, please. Out. Out, out, out. It smells like stale sex in here. That didn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Can we not? Oh, please. Look, normally I'm more than happy to encourage Come this. here and he grabs your hand and does a cure wounds on the bloodied hand. Careful. Oh, with that, I don't have to be. I've only got so many. <laughs> Zeph will um, go next to Zero and just turn to everyone. We'll be with you in a moment. Get out. Goss getting kicked out of his own fucking Go, room. Goss kind of goes to move and sees it like whatever you two are doing. Just goes, all right, come on. Then just grabs his by the back of his You're strong. It's like the fucking the llama where he goes to like touch his neck. It's like, hey. Um, once. Zeph knows that everyone's back in the living room. They'll turn to zero and... Empty cup. Leaning slightly. Are you no okay? fucking chance. <laughs> Just getting, um... Used to, uh... Some things. It's fine. I'll... I'll have it under control. I just... Need more practice, apparently. And who said that? My husband. 
He's back? He never fucking leaves. He's always there, watching, waiting. Waiting for a vulnerable moment. Waiting for a moment of impulse. And then he just drives it home that little bit further every single time. He's there when I'm awake, he's in my fucking dreams, he's in my head. He's like a parasite that just grows further and further. Burying deeper. To the point where I don't even know if I'll be able to pull it out. We'll find a way. Yeah, bullet to the fucking head. When the words will find a way come out of Zeph's mouth, you feel the um the burning of the ring on your finger. Maybe we'll stop talking about getting rid of him for a bit. Well, with that reaction, it looks like it's possible. He just doesn't want us to know how. There is always an escape clause to everything. It's just a matter of what you're willing to part with. And then normally, once you part with that, you'll take everything else. Thank you for checking in on me, though. Always. And... Even with what happened at the warehouse, we are always in danger every single day. Just because you couldn't control something does not mean it was your fault. Hell. I could have thrown a dagger at the thing and blew it up myself. We do what we have to do. And sometimes we don't know what's going to happen next. I know, I know that. I know that more than anyone. I just... I feel sloppy. Every day I wake up and it's like... I'm slowing down, but like, it's not lethargic, it's like... I'm getting softer and squishier every time. It's like I'm losing that sharpness. I feel like... It's called love, Zero. Sometimes it feels more than that. Sometimes, that's gonna sound weird, but sometimes it feels like I'm turning into somebody else. Yeah, you're right. It's just fucking stupid love. Anyways, well, thank you. It's, I will get my head around it eventually. It's like riding a bicycle, you know? Shoot the gun. Shoot the spell, whatever the fuck it is they do, I don't fucking know. Well, I'm always here if you need someone to talk to and if you need a, a hand with magical stuff, I'm sure Hugo will be able to help with that. Or, or Sebastian, even though his is more item magic, but it's still magic. Yeah, I guess, I guess you got the point. 
maybe even voyage, but I'm not sure if he knows too much about dog in that way. Yeah, but he makes a good, good alcoholic beverage. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back. We'll have a drink and we'll talk over something else other than what happened today. I'd like that. That would be better. Thank you. You're a good kid. You're a good mum. Shut up. And she'll, <laughs> she, like, as they're walking out, she kind of, like, puts Zeph's head down a bit and, like, scrunches her hair, um, scrunches their hair, sorry, as they, as they leave and go out the hall. Can I borrow that for a sec? You keep talking. Ignore me. <laughs> you guys uh, walk out of the, um, the bedroom into... You guys move into the living space as the rest of the party looks back as you guys join the group. Oh, don't sniff! Just yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta take it, dude. Just gotta down it, Hugo. Just down it. Just down it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Where's that tea? It's, it, it's rough. Just, mm, I'll stick with this from now on. Okay, uh, fair enough. <laughs> you know, sometimes okay. sometimes you pour a little bit into the tea, it's actually not too bad. So, it's been a big day. And, um, you know, and by this point it is getting late into the, um, the evening, because it was about the afternoon, I believe, when the last episode left off, and now we're going into the evening. <sighs> Look, I don't think there is... Um, a lot of point in moping about it now. Mm-hmm. It's done. There's nothing we can do about it. The best thing we can do now is be ready if or when something goes wrong. When seeming to be more likely. Everything comes with a domino effect. And we will just have to wait and see what happens after today. And I would prefer not to dwell on it right now. Um, and he uh, gets up and walks like around everyone and walks to you specifically, Zeph. And goes, well, I've been in this city long enough. I've done things I'm not proud of. I've done things that I am proud of. And if there's one thing that I haven't had a lot of, it's people worth getting in the shit for. So whatever you need from me, I'll do it. I would like anyone who would like to to make inside checks, please. And he opts to fail. 30, 20. Oh, yeah, I got advantage on this bad boy. 22. 17. What you guys are picking up immediately. <laughs> Get a low one? A natural one. Oh, yeah, fair enough. It's like a seven, but it's a natural one. This is such a lovely moment. Remember, remember <laughs> there's no such thing as critical failures on skill Ooh, checks. dandelion. He's lying. great. Dandelion. <laughs> Must be last one of the season. <laughs> <laughs> There's liquid in my mouth! <laughs> anyway, what you guys get... Out of Hugo's coat. <laughs> what you guys get is the reading of a man 
who has never had people around him that he cares for enough to like truly give a shit. And in this moment where he sees the four of you together fighting to right some sort of wrong in the world, regardless of your backgrounds, it has coerced him into a sense of camaraderie. And he cares more about the people he cares about than about where he stands in the city. You're a good man. And shiny. Yeah, not a man, but I am shiny. <laughs> Look at you, I remember when you were just a little, little less your man. Like a salamander. A s- <laughs> Staunching around. What were you at the time? Maybe four foot five? Are you a little thing? Yeah. When he was this big. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, he cried a lot. He cried a lot when he was younger. He won't tell you. He was a bit of a sucky lala. I think I've already gathered that, actually. He's, he's... Don't, don't, don't help her. <laughs> don't help her, please. He used to, he used to pout when he would lose little sparring matches with the other teenagers out on the street. He was a sore loser. Reminds me of my little sister. Always a sore loser. He always used to go, I just wasn't ready. You wait, I will get you next time. And he used to flare his nostrils and he used to be, not smoke like that, he used to be just two little, <laughs> <laughs> little puff balls. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you in my home? <laughs> is there any other stories? No, enough of this. <laughs> whatever whatever I, this is. I just wanna I just wanna hear more. Whatever what whatever this is. No one here, please. Okay, I, it took me a lot of work and a lot of years to get to this. Okay. I'll tell you more later. When he's out of earshot. There's a lot of stories there actually. Yeah, I bet you will. Okay. Hey, I saw you climb. I was there for every <laughs> rung you took up in the sunken sect. Anyway, what's the, um, what's your game plan? Head home, sleep it off. Is there anybody that anything wants to hop to today? I wouldn't mind if you drop me at the church on your way home. I mm. can stay there. Um, for the, speaking of the church, whereabouts is that in regards to Zeph's family? House. Um, it's near Goss's place. It's near Goss's house, yeah. which is um for your city. Uh, yeah, the Church of the Queen of Corvus is in Moroz, and your family's is in Gorizant. Yeah. So, um, from from Moroz, you've got to go through Razorwood Mud Ross. So it's only two two suburbs, so it's about an hour and a half ish, yeah. give or take. At this time of the night, you can probably get through pretty quickly, especially while it's raining outside. So, yeah. How long has it been since we left the explosion? Oh, probably. I'd say, you know, I'd say by this point, maybe an hour and a half. Like, from when you guys ran from the slums to Goss's house. Yeah, maybe an hour and a half. Oh, in total. So, by the time you guys leave and prepare to start moving, you'll probably be hitting on the, the hour 45 to two hour mark, depending on how this, this the rest of this bit goes. If you want, Hugo, um, I can take you to the church. Um, and you wanted to... What's the word? Revitalize my parents' herbs and that. So if you wanted to, we could go back there after and 
I was thinking of spending the night at the church. At the church? I can drop you there, yep. And then I can pick you up on the way through if you want. Are we sticking to the buddy system? Voyage, just like, like I'm the only asking. one who can stay at the church, so just... If you want, you're, you're welcome to come back to my house as well. I was just thinking of going back there. I haven't been in a while and I want to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will... I'll, um, get back home myself. Um, but keep, keep your eyes peeled. I know, uh, you know, inside I said very confidently, we weren't seen, but you know, we don't fucking know. We weren't looking out for it. So just, uh, stay on your toes, everybody. clean up what you have, grab your notices and your belongings um, and go to head out the door Gostrick unlocks the door for you all to leave he gives you an ever so slight kiss on the cheek as you go to leave and um, like big talon hand like under your chin and like starts to leave and goes <laughs> and, he's, and he goes be, be careful always go. be careful I'll be so careful. You can so careful. You can go home. You can come back here. My door's always open. We'll most likely end up being back tomorrow anyway. Okay. Well, I'll get some sleep then, so I'm ready. Okay. Behave. He rushes you out the door. We'll make sure we get you here bright and early for your big Um, bronze man. Um. Are you coming with me, or you want to go with Zero? Get some D2s up in this bitch. I'll be staying with zero. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So Hugel and Zeph go to move towards it. Now you're going to the church first and yeah. then back to your house? Yeah, I'll drop. Um, you're dropping him off yeah. and then you're going home and then you two are going straight back to the garden to go to your apartment. Yes. Okay. So. Basically, you guys go to the border of Moroz where Rosum and Svet meet, right before the paths start doing, diverting off, and uh, you two split uh, Zero and Voyage to go straight to the garden as uh, Hugel and Zephyrus break off to drop Hugel off to the church on the way, and then Zeph, you can go home. Yeah. And we'll take a break there, we'll come back, and we'll see how the rest of our evening goes out. See you in a minute. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Go and check out the Raven's Ridge Emporium for some beautiful handmade dice as well as some other awesome fantasy collectibles. The Raven's Ridge Emporium. The Reliquum. A Feywild Adventure. Make sure to go check out our Feywild one-shot. Welcome back. <laughs> art, 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 art. Get it, Queens. Okay. Ally. <laughs> Ally. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Anyway. <laughs> so my name's Cody. It's not the lottery. How I ended up in this mess. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's a wild story. Anyway. I had nothing to do with it. So. We move. Um, let's make it fun. Can I have one person from both groups roll a d20? And we'll go with um, whoever gets the highest gets to pick and choose who we go with. Use your new d20. Come on. Big numbers. Big money. Big money. Come on. Go, queen. For 14. 15. So you get to pick who goes first. Skin of the team. Um, because I want to see how this plays out. I want them two to go first. <laughs> okay. Fuck. So we, um, for the sake of travel, it's you guys are moving through the city streets um, with the heavy, heavy rain breaking through. I'm just trying to see if there's another sound effect that I We're prefer. breaking, we're soaring, flying. There's not a story. And eventually... We get rich. I need cave. Yeah, no, no, I, I did cave. You guys move through the uh, city streets, and for the sake of uh, keeping time, you guys eventually make it to the garden. While you're walking through the streets, um, again, it is still raining and all that sort of stuff. It is a heavy storm that's been going since um, when you guys woke up yesterday, and you saw it on the precipice of the horizon moving towards the city. Um, but eventually you make your way through the garden. Uh, the guards wave you through. It is not the normal elven guard with the, the face wounds from last time, but, you know, they have to rotate out and get time off. So you guys move up, and eventually, for the sake of time, you find yourself in the apartment. And it's just you two. It's quiet, the pattering of the rain on the outside window, streaking down. Pardon me. Almost dabbed a little bit there, see? <laughs> <laughs> and, um... What? Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. He's got magic hands! Yeah. Is this your card, sir? Magic man! <laughs> you guys, um... You know, runic pad. And the elevite carries you to the, I believe, you're like, you're like in the middle of the tower. So, uh, you guys walk out and... Enter into the apartment, you take your keys out and open up, and it still smells of, you know, the, the warmth of home cooking from the night before, all that sort of stuff. It lingers because the apartment's quite clean, so it's retaining a lot of those smells. And If anything, you actually get a, a bit of a sigh of relief as you walk through, like, oh, finally. And Voyage, you follow behind, and the door shuts and locks, and I turn the reins over to you about what happens next. Um, Zero will probably start by just taking off all unnecessary shit like leathers, her belts, her guns. They just all go on like sort of her work desk and whatnot. And then she'll kind of awkwardly stand in the kitchen. Are you hungry? I won't say no. Voyage, as you were unpacking all your stuff, he's just kind of doing the same, but it's on the fold out couch. Like, <laughs> now. Uh, yes, my fantasy equivalent of the fold yeah. uh, I definitely have those. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the wizard's futon. Anything you don't eat? It takes a minute, thinks about it. Uncooked tomato. All right. Opens up like the cabinet, looks at all leftover uncooked tomatoes, closes it. <laughs> yeah, definitely some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then I'm um, just sort of like from whatever's like leftover from the night before, um, she'll probably start whacking something together. But it's um, 
it becomes quite evident quite fast that um, it definitely would have been uh, Hugel and Sebastian that were carrying most of the cooking last night. Uh, Zero looks almost a bit uh, flustered and out of place in the kitchen. Scooch over, let me help. I, I've, I've got this. I've, I was a, I was a mother. I can, I can cook. I was, I can. Um, I don't even know if I've. My mom can't cook either. He just gets into it immediately. That's it. Um, Zero will eventually sort of slide into the grain of doing one simple yet easy job, and. I mean, unless Zip, um, unless Voyage has anything immediate to talk about, she will just be happy with companionable silence at this point. He keeps the companionable silence for a while. But also making sure Dog's not up to any mischief going through any of your belongings or anything along those lines. But then eventually he's all like... Look, of all the people who are spending their night alone tonight... I figured you could do with the company the most. So... Ah. Oh. You don't have to, uh, you don't need to worry about me. Uh, I was actually, uh, quite surprised, uh, you came along with me. No slight against you or your company. Uh, I just figured, uh, without the rest of the gang, you wouldn't be interested at all well Zeph he's just starting to list things off Hugel has God Zeph has Goss you have problems <laughs> I have dog what can I do but offer a companion companionship in some fashion I know we haven't really seen eye to eye on everything, but sure shit, it sucks when you've got no one to lean on. And look, as far as I'm aware, we're all friends here. We all care about each other to some fault, some maybe more than others, of course. You're right. I, um... It's come to my attention that, um... I don't know much about you at all. In a general sense. We kind of just cross paths and then... Went out doing the daring do together. And, um, kind of like, because she's kind of got, like, the island bench. She's got, like, got the kitchen against the wall and then, like, the longer island bench with, like, the sink and whatnot in there. Uh, yeah, I think the idea was, like, it's, like, a long L shape along that, like, farthest corner. So it's, like, the, the middle was still open. Or, like, do you have, is there, like, a bench and then there's just another island bench? Yeah, it's just the, the railroad one. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Um, well, you'll we'll have to do some sort of schematic for me. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll do one on um, Incarnate. That'd be, um, that'd be great. Because I've be got, like, like, a very specific one in here, so I'll... I'll Please, yes, yeah, so yeah. that'd be great for me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
once like it, I assume like at this point like dinner's sort of coming like to its end so she'll kind of like grab a bowl but like stand on the other side of the counter and sort of like not sit down but she kind of like leans on it with her elbow and like starts to eat standing eating yeah 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 look voyage is all for that too it's the hospitality lean all my characters have it yeah <laughs> yeah you're able to put you're able to cobble together a nice like a like a like a pasta or some sort of like the leftover meats and stuff from the night before so um you have a, a, a father and father yes yeah uh, what are they like but it looks like that's immediately a loaded question like how do i explain the whatever the fuck they are to an outsider um try me well there was solace uh long time bard might have I don't know. You've been around a little while. He's trying not to make that sound offensive. <laughs> <laughs> what soul has ever come to? To perform. To no. the city to perform? No. He's never crossed your path. No, I don't. Blue no. tiefling, sparkly cloak, does the wee fiddle. No, that doesn't. Maybe I live under a rock. Maybe I live under a city. I wouldn't put it that posture. Um, then there's uh, Kilag. They're strong, independent father figure. Just, uh, uh, yeah. Someone has to be. There. I do have a younger sister. What's she like? Small and annoying. Gestures to like about hip height. Uh, adopted as well. She's a kobold. Oh, a cobalt. Yeah. Small and yappy. That's why I get along with dog. Ah, practice makes perfect. Yeah. What made you decide to, I guess, go out on your big adventure? It sounded like you had um a good life. I didn't want to water it down, but yes. Well, I did have a very good life at home, as far as <laughs> loosely gestures around the room, not directly insinuating you, but also insinuating the rest of the party and their troubles so far. I always grew up hearing all these fantastic tales of all the wonderful things. You know how bards are with their epic stories and wonderful adventures. come up of age. Family seems to be handling the farm on their own relatively well. I wanted to go and have a big adventure. I only had one string to follow for a fun little quest. That was where I came from. Who am I genetically? Not, they're not my parents, but they made me. He's trying to do that. These are my parents, but these made me, manufactured me. I don't know. I've got the label here. Can you read it? <laughs> Says little bitch. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Smell like bitch in here. <laughs> it was time to go out and see the world. There's only so much you can learn in a small town. I've already learned so much running alongside you guys, of course. 
Not quite how I imagined it all going. But I haven't died. So I've still got steps ahead of me I can take. The bar's in the gutter. Excellent. That's where it needs to stay if you don't want to live a life of constant disappointment. It's a nice low setting, yeah. It keeps it nice and tolerable when you're sloshing through mud and a thunderstorm. <sighs> what will you do, though, once you... I guess find the people who manufactured you? What's beyond that? I guess that depends on what happens along the way. Maybe on this journey towards finding who I am, I might find some people I really care about and want to help them continue with their adventures. Maybe I find out that the people who made me are criminals who don't deserve to continue to exist and I may or may not have a group of companions who could help me mend that issue. Or maybe they're fantastic people and they've got their own little lives going on. And I get to live knowing that, hey, I came from good people. But you did come from good people. Oh, yeah. You know what I meant? So, for you, it, it's just wherever the wind takes you. So to say. Sounds nice. That's why I haven't really wanted to mention it. With everything everyone else always has going on, everyone's, ooh, I need to kill this guy, or ooh, I... No offense. I can't find my kids. Ooh, I'm religious. Um. <laughs> Zira actually does like a bit of the sauce, like sprays onto the fucking cabinet, and she just like pulls her sleeve down and just and goes back to her meal. I'll wash it tomorrow. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> Voyage well. <laughs> How did you learn how to uh, shoot your ball like that? Parents. Parents. Yeah. Mm, more so solace than killer. Oh, so he's a bard and an archer. Yes, but of a in-game, you can't really refer to their classes. Can you? Uh, yeah, you can to a degree. It's, it's, okay. It is your trade, you know what yeah. I mean? It depends on, like, it depends on how you word it, I guess. Yeah. The being a bard bought in the money. Being a warlock was more to resolve my mother's own family history. Generational trauma, that's the words I'm looking for. He was a warlock, was he? Hmm. He's doing well? Hmm. You get that little voice in the back of your head. Ooh. Spicy. 
when he laughs, it's like a like it's it's so sharp and like intrusive. She kind of just like winces away from it for a moment. Yes, very good. Are you alright? Yeah, yeah, fine, fine. Just got a a really fucking annoying headache, you know. Ah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, one that just won't fucking go away. <laughs> I don't doubt that you cannot handle yourself. I just... Sometimes it really boggles me. And not that I don't enjoy your company. Sometimes it's a bit of a moral awakening, but don't you ever feel like that maybe you're going to get more than what you bargained for, that there could be better people to, uh, no insult to our other friends, but That there is a better adventure that you could be on than this one. I wouldn't pick any other, personally. I'm having quite a grand time. Sometimes it's not really about searching for the better alternative. It's like how you put it before, just going with the wind, going with the flow. Just finding something that you just happened to cross paths with and seeing where that goes might be exactly the adventure I was looking for. If I pass up this opportunity and go searching for another, hell, I'll miss when Goss and Zeph hook up. I'd hate to miss that. What am I going to tease Zeph for? That's valid. And Hugo. I don't know. Whenever he talks to his god again. Mm. Beyond all the nitty gritty. You all seem like you need someone who can just be there for you all unconditionally. I'm working on it, the unconditional part. But you all need moral support. Shut up. The stories that your father used to tell you. Big grandiose adventures, you know? You, If you saw them in a book and you put them in a library, maybe you'd put them under fantasy or, you know, almost fictional because the tales were so high and, and mighty that, you know, they just couldn't be real. This story that you're on, with us, I just can't shake the feeling in my gut that if it were sat in a library, it would be in a deep, dark corner covered in dust because nobody wants to read a nightmare on paper. This is the kind of shit that makes horror stories, you know? And we're only in the first chapter. And I don't think that's 
the kind of story anybody would want for you. <laughs> he has just one of those like little wholehearted kind of chuckles, which just doesn't make sense for this warning. Killag told me the self-same thing before I left. Going out and chasing adventures and dreams is not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. There's going to be the shit you step in and the shitty people who try to stab you in the back while you're asleep. It's part of life as far as I'm aware. But I've got decent people watching my back while I sleep. So it's not so bad. Yeah, I guess so. The bar's way down here. Yeah, your bar is in the gutter. <laughs> the bar is what makes the gutter for you, apparently. Hmm. Real easy to trip on. By this point, Dog's weaving himself in between around your guys' legs too, like just siphoning all the bits that you've dropped on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> on the counter, cleaning it off. Yeah, like, at one point, there's a time it's like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Fuck I'm me. working on the manners thing. I haven't had him that long. When did you get him? That distant stare as he tries to count backwards in estimated time frame. Like a month now. Yeah, about that. Shit! Uh, so, like, he's basically a puppy. Like, yeah. No wonder he shits and vomits everywhere all the time. Jeez! You look at Dobby, he's like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where? When did you even get. I've seen you <laughs> when he disappears. What what even is he? I'm working on trying to figure that out. <laughs> oh, she just put her, puts her dishes in the sink and starts washing them while she's like having this moment. He cut, and then he, and then <laughs> he and you don't even know where the fuck he's from. I fell. Off main road into mud, blacked out for a while, and woke up with him. You mean you got reverse mugged? <laughs> I believe the term is called getting planted. <laughs> <laughs> you mean subtraction? <laughs> you, mean, you mean subtraction. <laughs> he came with this, just like goes over to his shit lifts up the bone, gestures to Drakish situation on the bone, Drakish dog. Drake like a long, bow. yeah, it's like a long blackened and gold uh, bow with like dragon scale patterns down the front and back of it and like this insanely torch shiny string that looks like it's not seen a speck of dirt on it. Shit. This looks like Draconic in nature, which makes sense considering, you know. Yeah. Have you spoken to Goss about this at all? I mean, I know he's a big meathead and he just goes, you know, bang bang with the stick, but, you know. Baburn! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baburn! But he might know another scaly fucking reptilian that could assist you. In all fairness, it has crossed my mind to ask, but I didn't want to get involved. Like, there was enough distractions going on needed to give them their space to just kind of do the oh, charisma thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then next time we are around, 
Uh, I will uh, grab his eyeballs and pull them away from Zeph for two seconds. It's okay. Look, we'll just. <laughs> inspiration. I've already got it. Damn it. Double inspiration, quick. Get it wrong. Get it wrong. I love you, Daddy. <laughs> but also, part of why I wanted to stay here tonight is it's kind of a safe place, and I can try and. I've been trying for weeks to meditate with this thing so it tells me where it came from. Oh. Meditating's easy peasy. I will show you good meditate. You're probably sitting there with back hunched over like you come from Notre Dame. Where? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the famous university in the country is Notre Dame. Yes. <laughs> you are deformed. <laughs> I am, I am deformed. deformed. And you are ugly. I am ugly. <laughs> I am a pious man. Nothing could stray me from the path of God. Uh, Cal, follow There's an extra big gypsy girl outside with no shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> He anyway. fully believes it's a real place because he doesn't know enough of the land. <laughs> um, He's just nodding like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Here, while, while, while the rain is happening and um, she'll... Um, is it... Are we candlelit or are we... Like, we got lights happening? Um, what well, we... I was going to say, so, so uh, the lights can be arcane or they can be candle. It depends on what you would... What you think Zero would have. Oh, arcane light for sure. She don't so, have time to be fucking... Yeah, small <laughs> small little crystals, like, in not different from, um, like, clerical spells where they cast light on them. They're small arcane things. And they do have to be replaced every couple of months because they do have set amount of charges in them. Yeah. That sort of stuff. But it's definitely something you could have. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, small arcane yeah. lights of that sort. Yeah, um, she'll She'll turn out the lights and she'll put like some um, cushions down by like the big sweep of windows while the the floor rain, to ceiling one side window yeah, yeah while sure. the rain's lightly pattering on them she looks for a minute and then she's like this is too open uh, come and then she leads voyage down the hallway and she goes all the way to the end and there's lots of closed doors and she goes to the last one on the right and she opens it up and immediately there's a waft of almost this stale but ever so lingering floral scent in the room. Um, and there's a nice circular window. It's, it's just a small bedroom, and the, but there's a circular window that sort of sits lower towards the ground because you can kind of see the slant of where the infrastructure on the outside probably comes on a slope. And so the room's got less height on one end. And there's just a, a single bed with some very faded, what might have been pink sheets on there and just a, a desk with lots of trinkets. Obviously, like a, it's a younger girl's room. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's books everywhere and there's, there's old journals. And, and she pulls a pillow off of the bed and pats it a bit and dusts it off and puts it in front of the window. Just sit sit on here and she'll sit voyage down and face him out the window and it's some of the panes of stained glass there's a there's a picture there um that's sort of just thematic to the rest of the building and she'll close the door and it's a nice muffled rain sound in this room you can hear it sliding off of the off the roof in, in this particular room and she'll just put her hands on your shoulders and don't think about what you're going to meditate don't go in with any expectations. Clear your mind. Close your eyes. 
clear it. Blank slate. Listen to the rain. Listen to it falling. When it comes down from the sky and it slowly builds up speed, coming further down, further down. And then it hits the ground, washes away, and returns back into the earth. Just relax into it. And did he, he would have brought his bone with him, yeah. Dog, unfortunately, is in the room, and yes, he's he's being a nosy Parker. Kind of like slumped in behind, like the, like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like animals have a sense of when they're visiting a place that the energy of the area is very different. You know what I mean. And even though he is, you know, he is comical and he is funny and he has his own little personality, uh, even he, as what he is cannot deter himself away from the emotional weight of what's going on. And you find he slumps a little bit near the door. He's a bit nervous to walk around. Slow your breathing. But don't breathe manually. Don't overthink your breathing. Just breathe like you are about to accept slumber. Then push past the rain. Listen to your bow. Listen to what it is telling you. Because it's telling you something. You need to listen to it. Just like you listen to the rain. Listen to the beginning, the middle, and the end. Where the message is absorbed, and it starts again. And then, almost silently, the weight just suddenly disappears off of Voyager's shoulders and it feels as if Voyage is alone in this room. I would like you to make the same check, I believe we said religion or arcana, or was one of those two, I always tend to forget. I think it's arcana. But you know what, actually in this instance, because that was just so beautifully put, um, I'll allow you to pick what skill you think you would use that is going to be good for you to make this check, and you will make it with advantage. Nature. Go for it. Nature check with advantage, please. Don't fail me now, for fuck's sake. What'd you get? They're both threes. Can't can I, fucking can I give my inspiration? I have one left over. You want to give inspiration? I yeah. have... I have inspiration and... Fuck it. Feel free to... You can use inspiration if you want to re-roll. Re It'd just be the one dice then. Just the one. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No, I'll, I'll allow. I'll allow a double. Fuck it. Mini dice. They're so little. They are. Nine. For a total of? Nine. Oh, nine as a total. Can I, total. can I use my inspiration, please? Sure. <laughs> Take mine. Take it. <sighs> Take it. Here. Fuck I'll, you all. I'll say for the instance, you watch as you... I'll even say for the sake of that, you, you burn a small residual amount of invisibility that you have left over. 
and you just slink yourself into the wall and you just yeah. watch. And you see there is, on the ex- on the outside, you probably wouldn't even notice this in this instance, as you're trying so hard to open your mind to the universe and whatever lies within this bow, um, you can see that he is struggling a little bit. It seems that someone who is more of a, a practical problem solver than a religious type or a magical problem solver. He struggles a little bit and ever so faintly, you just walk past him just for a quick moment, you just brush the back of his head just to let him know you're still there. And yeah. you impart that little bit of extra push on him and you're allowed to re-roll with advantage. <sighs> Come on. Inspirational way. No. Fuck you. Big money. Big, Big money. money. Big money. Final punch! That's a 22. <laughs> yeah. Over six dice, there had to be one good one. Mm. The yeah. other one's a nine, cunt. <laughs> Rent was due! Fucking hell. I'm forgiving him. <laughs> you thank are, you. thank you. That was very generous of you, thank you. You feel the white knuckling clenching in your hands as you just hold onto this thing and you push and you push and you push and sometimes it's like when you used to watch Solace do magic and you thought it was the coolest thing in the world that your dad could summon ice to his hands and it could ignite something at the click of a finger and then you think about what small magical capabilities you have left in your body you have access to in your lineage um, and your skill set as a ranger you know and you both your fathers taught you how to tune into what you could and you've got slight access to those small magical abilities but in this instance the frustration of it's like why why do i keep failing why do i keep getting this wrong it's frustrating me i just need to get one thing right and you flinch just ever so slightly as just a cold yet warm reassuring hand just on the back of your hair knowing that you're there as you feel zero disappear to the precipice of your of your perception again and with that push it's like if someone else who i barely know thinks i can do it i know i can do it Mm -hmm. i have to be able to do it ravens and the, the pattering of the rain against the slanted roof and the little bits of dribble onto the window. You hear the heavy but calm breathing of dog at the door and the silent steps of zero that have now disappeared into the periphery of your vision. And then you feel like a like a weightlessness get pulled off you for a moment. Like a poor rather put into you. And you can't help it open one eye and the room is as it is the room is the same the same the dust the window the rain but it's something you've seen before looks like hundreds of thousands of floating crystals in the air but they're not crystals the rain is moving at a rate of speed that is perceptible to your humanoid eyes, almost frozen in time. And you've had this experience before. Mm. A 
and then from one of the darkened corners of the room, you can see those two like burning golden eyes again that you saw many, many moons ago. And no words are spoken between you or whatever this entity is, but there is a link. So at this point in time, you know, you have a small amount of time to ask any questions or convey any feelings or emotions that you have. It's not a spoken link so much. It's more of like a mental in mm. this situation. So I imagine it'd be equally as chaotic as his thought process. Mm -hmm. Just a rapid fire of, why was I chosen for this bow? What did you want me to do again? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but fair enough. That's a fair statement. <laughs> that's, that's voyage though, genuinely. Like yeah. you told me something so important before and I've just gotten swept up in all this other stuff that I've kind of swept this under the rug. Also, how do I use dog? Like, what can dog do outside of drool and kind of talk to me sometimes if I speak the, this language that suddenly appeared in my brain? For sure. Like, what, what was, why me? What's the purpose for me? What do you need me to do in exchange for the thing that you've given me? So, a lot of these in mind thought questions fly out at once. You're, you don't know what your time limit is and how quick you've got until something is due to happen and or will or will not happen. Sorry, excuse me. There it is. Well spoken, sire. That's Die. where he gets his comedy from. That was all canon. That was the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. And from the perception of this, um, this entity in the corner of the room, uh, there's like a... <laughs> and like two plumes of dust. In this instant moment of time, you see nothing but Voyage in his own thoughts. Mm. But this thing breathes out and a little bit of dust flies out and then the dust stops and begins to slow as time you know, concurs and links together. I can't remember how to do the voice. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your family is tied. never spoke of what they did before you but they did it nonetheless and thus it is your duty to restore a sense of balance But how? 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 What What does balance mean to you that I need to achieve that? This is, again, that chaotic thought process of mm. how would I do that? Do I just need to go and, like, like what did my... What did they do? What do I need to do to make this right for them? Yep. There's a what feels like an eternity for you as the eyes cock and squint a little bit thinking about what they think you know. 
both your fathers slayed our kind in their grand adventures. And that is to no fault of their own. It is the way things work. But in the current possession of the timeline, we need you to fix a grave error. Your God-serving companion seeks to rid this world of undeath and things that disturb the natural balance. That natural balance has been disturbed in our climate. There is a dragon that has fallen to blight in this land. They need to be put to rest. But also, we need people to help keep that balance. And as for your newfound friend, perhaps his energy might be a bit contagious in his silly nature. Just think about what other havoc he could wreak, and you will see the change you need. But we cannot give you all the answers. You still must search them for yourself. It is the way this world needs to be, gods and spirits alike. scale. I can't promise grace, but I'll do my best. Your eyes fade, and then the rain speeds back up for you, and then you see the, the two whips of dust, and voyage you are back. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone gets one. You get one. You get one. You get one. <laughs> So he just like sets down the bow. Cold sweat. <laughs> you know that like when you just need a second to catch back up on that thought process because it feels like it happened in a second but it also felt like an eternity. Yeah, no, that makes a bit more sense now. That's the first line that comes out of his mouth. Like, that complacent acceptance. You were... Oh, you went somewhere, didn't you? I felt it. I felt you I'll leave. I was still... Here. No, you But were gone. not here. You were gone. You were very far away. Once we're finished with what we've done, what, what we're doing, not what we've done, sorry, that's me being stupid. We really need to follow up on what Hugel needs. This vampire thing, thing, 
that he was looking up in this book, we need to follow that up. Uh, um, of course, wherever the journey takes you. Um, oh, all right. Um, okay. We'll talk about it tomorrow when with, with Hugo and and the rest of everybody else. Um, get some rest. And you then, oh, sorry, you go. You too. But if you need a hand with anything, you you were really frazzled after the warehouse incident. I've got it sorted. I'm all over it, like a fat kid on cake. That's mean, but I'll accept it for now. Like Hugo on chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, I would like to make it known, as you guys prepare to sleep for the evening, you look down at your arm and those darkened green tattoos you normally have, which are gone whenever dog is out, you now have red, black, blue and white attached to them as well. But those colours stay when dog is out. Um, uh, of note, um, when they do go to bed, um, Zero actually just gets up and shuts it all behind her and is basically a silent invitation for Voyage to actually sleep in his own privacy in a bedroom for tonight. And what do you do? Thanks, Mum. Um, I guess for the first time in a long time, she'll sleep in her own bed. Okay. You both find rest. A bit of a weight off your shoulders, boy. Yeah, finally. Fuck. And Zero, you lay down and you feel like a proud parent, a sense of accomplishment. Mm, she does. Help, yeah. In being able to help one of the youngin accomplish something that you could see was struggling, that was struggling with. You both fall to rest. And Zero, you cannot help but be perplexed. Again, because time is a bit wibbly wobbly before we cut over to our other two players that have so graciously sat behind while we um, go through this narrative moment. Um, A memory comes to you in this instance that you've not gone back to for a long time. You get fucking that. You better fucking yeah, the king. You better not miss. The didn't last time. The first time Sal Reyes started acting manic, locking himself for hours, sometimes days at a time, in his office, murmuring to himself and having conversations with people that weren't there, and you standing on the opposite side whether you have one of the babies in your arms or not is entirely up to you. Uh, this would be a little bit later. This is probably when um, Valris was probably still an infant, so the other two were a little bit older. And you're standing on the opposing side, jiggling at the door handle, and it won't open. And you can feel the eyes behind you staring at you as you look towards the door in front of you, trying to open the door. And you can just hear the the murmuring behind the door. Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. Fuck off! No, 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 no,
outside the door. Are we, like, just for clarification, are we, like, making the memory now? Like The memory to... will proceed regardless, but you have a free moment to perhaps interact what you believe would have happened at this moment. Well, I'll do it as she would have done it back mm -hmm. then. Um, just please, like it plays give, out. Give us some insight, please. Yeah, there's there's thumping on the door like full fist, just like, Sal, open up! Sal, you're scaring the fucking kids! Who are you talking to, Sal? Open up! The murmuring quiets down. And you hear the the scraping of chairs and like the desk and stuff. Because, you know, he was a he was a an archivist and an arcanist. Like he, you know, he used to find magical goods and would evaluate them. That was his job when he stopped being a criminal. Yeah. And you find like the rummaging as he pushed stuff aside and the murmuring gets quieter as you hear him make himself adjacent to the father's corner and you just hear the the as he speaks his natural like his his native tongue you know, like his you know, and then the memory pulls out into you being conscious that it's being replayed on purpose and you can't control it and, he, and you hear the wanderer and he's like oh the deeper i guess the weirder this guy the deeper I go, the more fun it is for me. <laughs> Otherwise, it was a bit scary, wasn't it? We both know what happens next, don't we? At this point in time, Zero isn't even... Because I kind of imagine, like, because she's come conscious of it, they're both. it's kind of like they're both standing over, like, watching it play out. Yeah, watching a hologram, yeah. yeah. And she's just, like... She's so blank-eyed. She's just staring with a dead expression on her face because she does, she knows what comes next. And she just, she doesn't even entertain him. She just stands there and waits for it to happen. The memory ceases because what comes next does not happen this day. But you know that it will. We will move out from there as you guys get your full night's rest. I'll restore anything you've lost. And for the sake of wibbly wobbly timey wimey, we cut to you guys powering through the city streets as the rain buckets down and you're trying to push as far as you can. Like, Zev, you kind of like got Hugo by like the scruff of the shirt. Like, come on, speed up, it's oh, wet. I'd <laughs> probably be holding his hand. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys are moving through the crowd. Yeah. His feet just sliding on the wet <laughs> And you guys uh, make it to the Church of the Queen of Corvus, this large grey stone structure with the concrete raven skull sticking out the front where the window would be. And those galaxy flowers that you laid out are still there and they are thriving more than when you left them. It seems that no one has decided to get rid of them. They have kept them. You're welcome to wait for a gap in the rain. I think I'll um, leave stepping on religious turf uh, for another day, um, but not that I'm going to burn or anything. Uh, I just don't feel 100% comfortable just yet, um, especially with the stuff that I've done in the past. I don't think your God, from what you've explained her to be would be very forgiving for what I've done. 
but... He doesn't judge. But it's in your own right to choose what you want to do. Stay safe. And gives you a guidance. Just for the travel zone. Uh, you, you get warm and sleep well and I'll be back sometime in the morning. Probably fairly early. I'll see you in the morning. Okay. Now we will cut to you as you go into the church because we know I know that there's a bit of um there's a bit of info that will get past there, but we'll cut to you specifically as you sprint back home. Now it is nighttime by this point. Like, you know, the sky is black and the whatever bit of the moon can break through the cloud cover is barely breaking through. Some of the arcane and or flame powered lights are on in the city trying to guide your way, but you can you can do this, baby, with your eyes closed. You're all sweet. Don't even stress. But you push through. Um, and you... You finally make it to your house. And obviously, with the rain, like, catching all the sympathetic light and the glistening, um, it throws you off for a second. What's, what's that? A, a light? No. Two lights? Two bouncing little lights in the bottom floor of your house. Inside the house. Fuck. Zeph's gonna do a little check through the windows and try and have a look. See if there's anyone inside on the ground floor. For sure, make a, um, make a stealth check for me with advantage. Yeah. And then um, your passive perception is like 17, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, cool. So just make your stealth check to see if anyone catches you peeking through the window. Excuse me. Uh, so that is... Come on. 23. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. You change all your hair color and your skin to be like that same crystalline sort of material as like frosted, like, like that kind of frosted glass that you guys have. And um, you just blend in with the rain. Like every time a rain streak goes down, you shift that part of your skin to match, and it seems—it's almost seamless. And you peek up through, and the lights bouncing, and you see two goblins running through your house with little Fucking lights. I told you he's got. I told you I hate these little fuckers. Ransacking um, the bottom floor of your house, tearing uh, drawers open, looking through cabinets, but seemingly not really having any luck at this point in time. One of them's got like a little vest and a little white shirt and he's got a cigar hanging out of his little fucking toothy mouth. And one of them's got like a, like a little mop of like scraggly hair on the top. And he's also got like a vest but with no shirt and like a little tool belt, little things. And you peek and you realize that adjacent view, like one of the other windows that faces like one of the inside alleyways. Um, has been shattered and they have just broken in through a window. But you know these two. This is uh, Louis and Kappa, which are two of um, Grimsy's boys that have um, just happened upon the house and realised that no one's in there. Combat. Kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Fucking fire. Seth <laughs> is fuming at this point and they're just going to rip the door open and say both of their names and say, get the fuck out. And they're going to have their sword, like, as they do that, they're going to grab their um, short sword at the same time. Right. Um, roll an intimidation check with advantage. Sure. Okay. Let's, just, let's just go with it and we'll see what happens. Shank them. 
kill that baby. Don't stain the hardwood. That's an 18. Oh yeah. As you as you like both of you leave now, you see these two little like the one looking at um, uh Kappa with the with the cigar goes. And the cigar falls out. Hey, hey, no problem here. So we thought this place was abandoned. You know how it is, we just gotta make some money. <laughs> hey boys, let's uh Zeph's not gonna um, get out of the doorway just yet. Drop your shit that you picked up and put it on the fucking table. Yep. And then he's <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, okay. I got, I got a pack of cigarettes and a cigar, and there's, there's my tool belt. Yeah, all good. Hey, come on now, we gotta go. There's, we got a unwanted visitor in this place, and you hit him. Hey, what do you mean? And he looks there, and there's like this other guy with like one big fucking gorky on one little eye. The guy is like, hey, yo! And he's like, hey, Bickle, Arp, we gotta go! And like he runs off, and you hear the, and the drags, and like he's burlier of the two, and drags out these like just two little fucking cocksucker fucking <laughs> goblins. And he's just like, hey, we gotta go. Oh shit, you want, yeah, here you go. And he starts like empty the, he's like, empty your buckets, picks him up by the legs, and, like just empty <laughs> Like, apologies, uh, sir, miss, unspecified gender, we're gonna, gonna get out of here, excuse me, and they begin to, like, try and, like, sneak <laughs> past you, like, like, squeeze through the gap Zeph in the is door. just watching them, and then as soon as the last one leaves, they're just gonna slam the door on its ass. Yeah, Cut. yeah, make, make an attack roll with advantage, sure. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an eight. Nah, uh, you find he gets a little bit of a trouble. He's like, hey, hey, don't need to be rude about it. Come on now. Hey. <laughs> As he says that, Zeph's eyes just flicker to like a full black. Like, come on, mate. You're in my fucking house. Uh, but the, uh... <laughs> fucking hell. Louis, Kappa, Twerp, Pickle and Grom all are skittered to the street. I told like you all I hated these fuckers. <laughs> I hated them. I'm in my inventory right now. What? That goblin's mine. Pickle. <laughs> uh, you guys, you're able to... So you find the thing that was the saving grace to your family's house is the fact that everything's made of wood. Yeah. Like everything. Basically only like maybe some of the cutlery is made of steel and that's about it. And you'll find they were taking that and then just dumped a bag of the silverware back on the table. But they fully like, there's like a pack of cigarettes, a cigar, <laughs> a little tool belt with um, a lock picking kit. Um, you get three gold and like eight pieces of copper as well. Like just, that's just on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he fucking paid me. Oh yeah, they emptied their fucking pockets. Like they just didn't want to borrow him. What's up with all the reverse money? Mugging's happening in this episode. <laughs> I did the mugging in my own house this time. Uh, you're able to quickly um, duck yourself into, uh, like, where your dad has, like, scrap wood and stuff hiding around the house for, like, quick repairs. And just very so quickly, you, like, kind of jam up that window and, like, nail it shut. Um, and you can just, however you explain that away is your own story. Uh, but is there anything you do for your evening before you find rest? Uh, Zeph is just going to steal one of those cigarettes and as <sighs> they're going around the house, just putting everything back where it belongs and stuff and then they're just going to drop on the couch and just fucking hate those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Little shits. Maybe one day I'll get them back. That'll be fucking funny, wouldn't it? It's for another day, though. There's too much shit going on right now. And they're just kind of like talking to themselves, yeah. kind of like um, thinking out loud sort of thing. And 
yeah, just making sure everything is back in their place and stuff. And instead of going upstairs to sleep in their bed, they'll sleep on the main floor just in case. Yeah. Just post up on the couch, light a cigarette, tuck into whatever food mum and dad had left laying around. Yep. And that's your evening as you find rest. Thinking about what kind of cool shit the kids have probably seen on their trip because they'd still be on the road by now consistently like they've only been out of the city I think for two days so they'd still be on the road yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll cut back to Hugo as you uh, enter the church of the Queen of Corvus again so I can get that I think this is is that going to do what I want? bring out the church hymns oh. Oh. No, a, I we were playing them campfire. before the crows oh yeah <laughs> 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 yeah no, not that one. You go away. This one. One day I'll have Stream Deck set up and I won't have to worry about this. There we go. So you have... Oh, Jesus. Cool. You walk in and again, it's physical doors. You push open and you're greeted with the, the warm... <laughs> the warm candlelight and the burning torches inside the, uh, the Church of the Queen of Corvus. And again, into the evening, there's... Maybe less acolytes around than what would, you would have seen during the day, like last time you were here. But um, you are freely able to walk in and out. It's as such as the rule of the church, you are a follower. I'm going to look around for Headmaster Reindel. Uh, immediately, he's nowhere to be seen. But there are many of your fellow brothers and sisters that you could probably ask if you wish to see him. I'm going to go up to someone who looks a bit more like a like a clerk someone who's a bit more of the local church like that might a bit more of the cloth yeah, yeah. like a bit more out there yeah there's definitely one that has um uh the the denotion of robes where like there's symbolism like you know like headmaster ryan dell had that that cloak with like the mantle of raven's feathers mm -hmm. and the black and gray specks to simulate the white and black feathers you find one that has um there's some light white filigree on the cloak that stands out a little bit more than others that probably denotes some sort of lesser headmaster or a secondary of some sort but definitely a um human man old in his age um tightly shaven uh gray hair bit of stubble on his face weathered like he's seen a lifetime of uh hardship or adventuring of some sort but he uh, looks down at you as you kind of like just give him like a gentle hand on the back and he's going around like, oh yes hello there i'm gonna help you young master hello friends I was wondering if anyone in the church might have some components particular for a augury. Yes, we have those components available for any of our clergy. I'm I do believe I saw you in here. I'm looking to purchase. No. no. No purchasing between clergy members. You may take the components and cast your spell here, and they have no charge for you being a practicing member of our faith. I appreciate that. Would you know anywhere outside of this house of worship where I would be able to pick up some of my own more permanent pieces? Most of your uh, apothecaries and your um, alchemical stores would probably be the uh, best bet. That is where we purchase ours, of course, being a church of the city we uh, get treated with a bit more favor compared to most but i believe your symbolism would be enough if you're looking to purchase your own 
that they wouldn't think you are a ruffian of some sort. Ne'er do well. So I will point out, particularly auguries, like you need something worth 25 gold that's like gold-laid bones or like it's a bit more of a specific thing than just... Definitely, um, I would say... Um, I, I, we could say that you ask him, you're like, oh, but this is a very particular item. And he, uh, he stands with you and goes, well, yes, you find particular components for spells that are required to be a mixture of two other things. Most of your apothecaries do because they make potions and they make their own mixtures too and salves and everything. But uh, perhaps maybe a lot of the alchemical shops could also help. Any potion seller or alchemist worth their salt could um, whip that up for you. Uh, lickety split, as the kids say. I appreciate the help. I'm looking to stay for the night and pray and by all means, yes. Take part, take part in some rituals, and if I could bother the headmaster to have some conversation. Uh, you find he looks out the uh, the eyes of the Raven Skull, which is like the windows into the church, and sees where the evening is. Yes. I don't think he would be um, against having one more meeting before the day is over. Yes, come. Would you like the components for the augury spell now or later? Now would be appreciated. Yes, please, please come, 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 come. And you are ushered beyond the church and the pews and the uh, the uh, the onyx statue of the the Queen of Corvus, and it, it, it is a it is a pantry for lack of a better term, and uh, all the components are laid in um, complete perfect order as to make it that anyone who has read the tomes and knows what they're looking for are instantly going to know what they are, and by what you've uh, learnt and put together and what you've kind of had to. Do, uh, teach yourself and read in passing you may know of and he guides you as well to be like yes well this is exactly what you wanted in showing you the quality of what you would expect for our components for the augury spell and you now have enough components to have one casting of the spell of augury mm -hmm. which is great um because as he states you know they need to leave enough for everybody else who wishes to use well them. just for the record because i'll probably be using it in the future once i get my own yep it's a permanent that doesn't get used up so they're like casting oh, sticks right, like thing. like bones yeah literally yeah. okay yeah for sure so he's able to in that case he gives them over uh no worries mm. at all and then he leads you upstairs and as you pass you see the top level uh there are a lot of rooms and they open them up and they're small writing desks lanterns and a single cot with um some towels and stuff there for you if you wish to use faculties which are also down the hall but he leads you towards the uh, front, uh, what would be the front-facing wall of the church, and there's uh, double doors there, which open up, uh, and it is a simple, um, like, you just open, like, knocks once and just opens it all. There's a door open. And it is, even compared to the rest of the rooms, it is still quite scarce. Single cot, a larger writing desk, a couple more candles and tomes around. Um, you see the feathered coated cowl of uh, Headmaster Rindell on a mannequin. And he is in but a simple white blouse and black trousers with his boots. His uh, spiky cloth hair with the, the two like braided rat's tails coming down into the back of his head, uh, hanging over his shoulder. And he simply reads over a tome uh, through the sympathetic candlelight around. And he uh, looks to see as uh, this... Uh, secondary headmaster leads you in. Ah, thank you. Come, come, little friend. And he pops his book and puts on the counter. And um, even on the desk, he doesn't sit on the opposing side of the desk from you. He sits on the chair directly next to you, brother to brother, not headmaster to a common folk. Thank you for your time. 
My time is always here for uh, practices of our craft. What can I help you with? How fare you in this quest? There's a lot more blight in this city than I had anticipated. The, uh, the cruelty of humanoid kind is ever-present and far-reaching. It just is a unfortunate circumstance that a lot of it finds itself in this city, no? This astral. No even chance to no no need to roll for it. He his face sours. Of the many blights in this world, this is probably one of the worst. I see what it does to good folk, good people that are down on their luck. I see what it does to children, to youths that find themselves abandoned and left behind. I have picked up more than my fair share of brothers that have fallen on the hardest of times and the hardest of stone floors and have melted away to nothing. And their bodies changed beyond repair. You may have stumbled across some information that I'd like to share with the church and hope that the church might have some ears or eyes or wings in places that might be able to get some information back to us. He leans back a little bit. And stands up and goes to the opposing side of his desk and opens up a drawer in quell, a quill and a small piece of parchment. And he leans over and looks to you and goes, Now is this something that you wish to have committed paper that we can share it amongst our people or is this something that discreet I think this is it? something you should keep to yourself and the ones that you know you can trust leaves everything back into the drawer tell me little brother what do you have for me what do you know of rift glass I I know a little bit. The uh, I am not a uh, scientific or historic mind like some of the other uh, members of our clergy, but the um, I was a little bit younger when this was discovered. But it is a unstable material. It can be used for a multitude of magics if worked correctly. I have seen many of these uh, arcane technicians and scientists use it for, for great things. Portals, technology. But sometimes the instability can be a bit rough. And that's about the most I know of it. I have seen it. Uh, the instability is necrotic. It forms rot and destruction. He, one eyebrow goes up, I can't do it, so I can't do it. <laughs> um, and he goes, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but he, uh, 
he his eyebrow goes up and he goes in the instances that I've seen where Rift Glass has gone awry there has been physical mutations on the body mind you this was nearly 80, 90 years ago <laughs> my memory cannot be that bad but uh, they it changes you into a multitude of it forces your body to make what they called mutations genealogical mutations it changes your very being from the core to the surface but perhaps that is simply the instable nature of this rift glass well, this glass is what is making me astral you're sure I've seen it I've stopped it you stopped it not completely but in some circumstance Our queen is against undeath and unnatural imbalance of life, but I, uh, I dare say she could probably turn a blind eye to uh, severe property damage, especially if it's for the uh, betterment. What I've seen this astral doing is a corruption of life. Not quite death, but not real life. It seems to be against our beliefs. They might as well be. And yet, our queen cannot retrieve them. Sometimes the, the nature of the gods can seem unfair and cruel. We are not without our faith. We are not in our faith unaware of this sort of thing. The gods cannot interfere. It is the reason why people worship the favored and the unfavored. You can garner limited abilities from both. But instances like this, sometimes we must take control of these sorts of things. I'm going to give him pretty much the lowdown on what we did and what we know. Short of giving anyone else's names so you know he kind of knows the idea but he only knows it linked back to me right okay well that is a um, that's quite the spot of body you find yourself in and then I will also it comes back comes into the city through Grimworld's mining. If we have any ears in that region, I would appreciate whatever information can come back. He raises an eyebrow. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, dude. Thanks. I am not in the uh, what you young folk would call in the market of sending followers and or holy tools 
into the midst of where trouble can happen. However, I see by the fire in your eyes that you you feel strongly about what you see here. And for this, I think I could offer you a gift. If you swear to use the abilities you have to further protect these people and this world from unnatural instability and death and corruption, I might be able to bestow one of two things to you. Everything I have belongs to our queen and her beliefs. He kneels down again in the most respectful way he can, kneels down to your level and grabs the back of your head and like just puts his forehead to yours. And there is a exhalation of this this form of companionship in this order. Um, that you are passively on your inside, you understand it's purely due to the fact that you have conveyed a lot of information to him and he sees that you trust him and he needs he want he knows that you want him to trust you in the same sense. And he opens his eyes, looks back to you and goes, In this we are one and the same. Now we are truly brothers. Come with me. And he walks you over to a large cabinet that is locked and pulls a key off his um off his belt and unlocks it and opens it up and there's a multitude of things there there's uh vertical racks for what would seem to be his short swords which are there like you know they're sword racks um and small uh you know religious trinkets different symbols of um the raven queen the queen of corvus you know different variations of like obviously religious artifacts to the um to the the clergy and he opens up to the left hand door and behind a thin sheet of glass inside this cabinet there's two things there is a small, what looks to be a lapel pin with a crow skull on it and a small, uh, not small, like big enough that it's like it can be worn on arm and it's comfy. For you, it would be a decent size, but it is a shield of some sort. And he looks to you and he goes, both of these have the ability to protect in different ways. Now I see by your armaments that you are more of a Probably a not in the fight kind of man. Not should I be able to avoid it. That is smart. You play to your skills, not what you think others expect of you. Which is good. Yeah, I'm actually gonna put my phone out for this. Oops. Hang on, yeah. Um, what's happening here? What is. Oh my goodness gracious. I'm sorry, guys. I should have had this brought up, but. Jeez! Oh! I didn't think you were going to be asking for stuff, so now I've got to. You're, going, you're doing stuff, and it just. DM! <laughs> what are you doing? Dad! You After suck. all this lore that's been dumped out in the last hour. Yeah, I'm trying hard, man. I'm trying my hardest. You just. The cabinets open, the glasses there, and then, like, old mate just pulls out his phone and starts scrolling. <laughs> One moment. One moment, one moment, please. It will come to me soon. All it's right? a little you magic tablet. <laughs> so he looks to... Uh, he grabs the small lapel pin, and it is a... Uh, again, it is a raven skull, but with a long 
uh, slim like dagger through it and then the pin on the back. And he goes, now this, some of the uh, younger folk like to call it the, uh, they call it the cover of Corvus. Using this, you can summon ravens to shield you and keep you safe in battle. Smaller, you can hide it away and might protect you if you are uh, out in the distance trying to keep yourself safe. And now, this one here. Uh, what's the highest level spells you can cast? I believe it's four, right? Three. Three. Okay, beautiful. Um, and then he turns to the shield. And the shield is um circular, uh, kind of like maybe, I would say for the sake, it's kind of like that like oval diamond, like a very classic shield. Um, but there's a large embossed engraving of a raven skull on it. And he goes, and this is also a shield of Corvus. But this one has some underlying magical effects. Uh, you, if you find yourself against other people that can use magic, you can counter it. You have a limited amount you can do, but it will be there. Um, so to make sure you truly understand what you're getting, I'm gonna read you out exactly what you get. So the cover of Corvus is a small lapel pin, uh, only ever gifted by the headmaster of the Queen of Corvus churches. Uh, twice per long rest as a reaction the reacting creature can summon an unkindness of ravens to help protect them after using this item the ravens stay flocked for one minute or until dismissed while encompassed by the ravens the creature gets a plus two to their AC hell yeah the next one and this is also a, a Drakenheim thing but uh, this one's called it's called the shield of the sacred flame but in this case it is the shield of Corvus um, this shield has three charges which you regain each day at dawn when a spellcaster within 60 feet of your targets with uh, targets you with a spell or includes you in the area of a spell, you may expend a charge from the shield to cast counter spell as a reaction. But that means it only for you. You cannot use it to protect your friends. This is a thing for you only. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess both of them technically are, but yeah. as well as getting the bonus of a shield, you then get access to a spell, which means you don't need to take one. So he looks to you in that instance and goes I offer these to you due to the fact that you are fighting an enemy that is not particularly in our court on the reason you bring it back when you die of course but no true warrior of the queen can go out not arms correctly you honor me you honor us with your work. And this will stay between us until a point where it seems like it cannot anymore. I have a small donation for the church as well. I'm not sure if it will come in handy, but I'm going to reach into my bag and I bring out one of the Elevite crystals. Hmm. If this was to come in handy in any way, it will be of value. And it like goes a little bit and like floats a little bit in his hand. Huh. I'm sure the... Uh, the more technologically inclined folk about a church could find some good uses for this. Perhaps holding candles alight in the in the courtyard more or something like that. But that's, I'm sure the younger folk will have good fun with this. However, we can draw more into our faith. And he just goes, and he just floats along the desk and then just stops there after a while, just floating. And I'd like to mention, don't send anyone out into the danger just keep an ear out for me. 
I'll try my best. I'll see what happens. And feel free to call on me should you require my services at any point. I'm here for the church first. Perhaps if the going gets tough, as the kids would say. But you take the Queen's Quest with you wherever you go. But the option remains. You do not have to decide now. You can come to me tomorrow if you like. But the offer stands. You look like you need a rest. Perhaps you should sleep. I think that's the right call. He walks you to the door with a gentle hand on your back. He goes, I will see you at the dawn of tomorrow. Thank you, Headmaster. That's been done, yeah. And he shuts the doors. And you are able to uh, progress to your cot. Is there anything you do before you find tonight? There will be two things. Yes. So, Shigul is thinking more and more of home. The more stuff that goes on, the more of a family he gets with this group. God damn, you guys fucking splitting the party. (laughs) This Um, huge fucking city. The augury is going to be to determine whether he does the next thing. Okay. So the idea of the augury is I can cast the sticks and the god will tell me if something I'm going to do soon is good Uh, idea, bad idea, indifferent. eh, Or it really just doesn't matter. Look away from their phone for two seconds. Yeah, good job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to do it twice. Oh. With the question, should I look in on Petunia? And should I send in to my sister? So your eye, because Augury gives you one question. That's right. Okay. It's commune that gives you, I think, three. That's right. I'm learning on the fly. And I don't get answers back. Just this, I get the idea of... You get like a blank Will, which is yes, woe, which no, or like indifference. So as I sort of grab out the bones that I was given, it's gold and crystals through them, cast them down and ask him, would it hurt me to look in on Petunia? Uh, the answer you get back because I don't know how the term wheel and woe works. So like wheel is good, woe. Is um, you get wheel. It would be a, you get the sense it would probably be a good thing. You've been gone long enough. Then cast again. Would I be better off speaking to my sister? You get, yes, you get the answer, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would dare say you also get that weird feeling where it's like, that would probably be better, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe an intermediary yeah. would probably not hurt so much. So, he'll pack that up, take it back and give those things back to the... Oh, okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank you for this. You are welcome. Nice. Normally people don't return them; they kind of just hang on to them. So this is nice. It uh, belongs to the church. It should stay here. I'm going to turn in for the night and thank you. You are welcome. Now we do offer breakfast in the morning. It is simple, but uh, 
you can come down to the small hall adjacent to the outside of the pews and come eat with us, should you like. Absolutely. I look forward to it. And Hugh will go up and find himself in a bed and get into sort of like a quiet corner and make sure no one's around and cast sending to Petunia, his older sister. Not Petunia, sorry, Petal. Petal. Uh, by this point, it's it's the same time like when you guys uh, depart each other, so like seven o'clock ish, give or take. So decent, you know. And a, a couple like that's a couple of days away, so their time difference probably would be not insanely different, but a couple of hours. And it's um for you for sending, it's like a it's like a, a sliver, a little whistle. It goes off, and you just wait. Uh, what do you say? Hi, Petal. It's been a while. I'm well. It seems the world needs me. How's everything at home? Is she okay? There is a... I had to count the words. I was like, hang on, where the words... Um... You wait, and you get them. That thin, that thin reverberation back into your mind. Ah. Hey, it's well. Yes. It's been a while. Everyone's okay. Don't speak to Petunia much myself. She's well. Some things are happening, though. I think that's right. Mm-hmm. The message ends. Huge sigh of relief and a tear, and like the welling up eyes. As he gets out the painting of the family, has a look, casts light on something just to see it a bit better in the dark corner, folds it up. Goes to sleep. I would say, uh, now remind me, I believe most of your family are clerics as well, correct? Mix and match, but none of my saint god. Right. Yeah, fair enough, because they are, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're more of nature. Um, would you say that Petal is, because I obviously don't have stats or anything for all of them, would Petal also be a cleric as well, would you say? I'd say as the eldest sibling, probably not. Probably not. What do you think Petal would be? She'd be more just the farmer around the house, helping the parents. Fair enough. Uh, like, if she has a class, it's probably more like druid. Okay. Let me just double check something real quick. Um, it was sending you did, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna... Um, I wanna make sure, because... Um, no. Uh, she's not able to send one back to ask you more questions, because druids cannot access that spell. There you go. So you wrap up your photo and tuck yourself in for a night of rest awaiting the next day where everyone awakens to a not raining but windy morning and I think that's where we'll end our game tonight. Ah! (laughs) Everyone got a law dump. You get 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 to be mad at goblins. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Um, 
Tonight was uh, a wild step in a different direction, gang. Mm -hmm. And we are now finding more story threads to follow in different circumstances. But yes, thank you if you stuck around to watch us nerds play D&D for nearly three and a bit hours or something. Also, Undead Dragon! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's uh, a lot of things, a lot of revelations are finally starting to happen that I've been sitting on for weeks. Um, but I'm sorry, yes. the dice. <laughs> the dice. The lore. <laughs> we got there in the end. Um, but yes, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and sticking around. Um, thank you to our new followers in Discord that jumped in the other day and have been interacting. We it's love been great. To see it. We are building a fun little community, and folks are watching our stuff and like catching up on our stuff. It's crazy. Um, I know it's nuts. Yeah, I know it's, it's wild. <laughs> and you know, watching everyone jump on and subscribe, it's been sick. You know, we just like telling cool stories, and we're thankful that you guys are coming along for for this little adventure that we're doing and more stuff's coming out. Um, uh, yeah, you know, we had to make do, like, because Josh wasn't here, but obviously, we, you know, he'll be back for the next one and then we'll yep. see where these stories are going to go because, you know, we've still got a gala and now apparently there's an undead dragon and you've got someone back home that you need to deal with and, yeah, it's a whole thing. But I think that's going to be enough for us this evening. Thank you so much for hanging around and we'll see you in the next episode. Have a good night. Bye! Bye! Bye.